hello, welcome, 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 welcome to Talking Fucking Bollocks. That's right. It's not talking bollocks, it's talking fucking bollocks with your fucking host, Howard fucking H. fucking Smith. And if you don't like swearing, you may as well fuck off now. Um, hello, welcome, welcome back, welcome if it's your first time, this is the boring intro, the one I do every time, my name is, I'm your host, my name is, I'm your host, whatever, um, my name is, uh, um, what am I doing, um, just bullshit already, um, uh, I am your host, Howard H. Smith, um, former and current lead vocalist with UK, uh, thrash band Acid Rain, um, yes, and in fact, about to hold some auditions this very weekend. I'm recording this on a Wednesday night, and on Saturday and Sunday we're holding auditions, and that's going to be cool, and hopefully uh, we'll have the guys. That's your Acid Rain update out the way. Um, I also do um, stand-up. My comedy character is Keith Platt, professional Yorkshireman. You can also see me uh, doing stand-up as myself. I tend to MC shows more um, as myself, but... Um, you can also see Keith, you can go to the Keith Platt website, which is keithplatt.co.uk. No excuse for not going, no difficult URL, keithplatt.co.uk. Get the fuck over there and buy some shit. Um, so, welcome, uh, welcome, welcome back, welcome first time, already said that already. If this is your first time, I usually say, well, this is the kind of sack of shit you can get used to. Well, here it is. Um, uh, a lot going on at the moment, a lot going on, chiefly going on in my fucking brain, um, is the fact that, um, some of you may know, and I try not to, I try not to use this as some kind of, like, you know, um, uh, medical diary, um, uh, it is actually a podcast, but it looks like one of my hernias has reoccurred, which is a motherfucker, a double hernia operation, September last year, and within two, within six months, it looks like one of them has failed, which apparently does happen about 10% of the time, and I'm one of those 10%, which is a mother fucker, really annoyed about that, but then, you know, uh, what can I do about it, if anybody out there who's had a hernia knows what I mean, it's just, literally, it is a pain, um, but it's just, it's just fucking irritating, because this is going to be a third year where I've been going into hospital for an operation for some reason, and I'm a fit fucking dude, there's never, there's never anything wrong with me, you know, ACL was got twatted in the knee, that can happen, you know, and then the hernia, and, and you know what, I'm not putting any of this on fucking Facebook, because I know what will happen, Friends of mine, so-called, because it's Facebook, let's face it, they're not all friends, are they, right? Um, friends comment, and, and they, they, just, the, I, I know what happened. If I put like, oh, it looks like one of, it looks like the hernia out last year's, like, you know, reoccurred. I know exactly what would happen. What would happen would be people going, oh, you're getting old. Oh, it's your age. Oh, happens when you get to your age. And you know who you are, the people who do that? Cunts who are scared of their own age, that's who, and what you do is you're projecting your fear and how you feel about your age and about how you're feeling old, and you want to project that on everybody else, you want to drag everyone down to your level, so do you know what, I had an epiphany whilst writing this this uh, Facebook uh, status, I just went, do you know what, fuck this, because I thought, what's the point in writing this, writing this and then trying to write preemptive bits in it to try and stop writing things that are just going to wind you up do you know what just fucking don't bother so hooray well done i learned a lesson don't put everything on facebook i know i know i, I don't anyway as um, as any of you who've uh, seen me on facebook know i don't put everything on facebook by a long chalk um but it was just a kind of like i say it, it really was not epiphany is probably a bit strong but it was um 
yeah, anyway, fuck it. Well, let's move on. You haven't re- you haven't tuned in for tuned in. Oh god, I've got to stop doing that. You haven't uh, you haven't come to listen to this just to listen to me babble on about my fucking health. Although the laptop that we're recording on you now, which is the new one, yeah, that went fucking south this week as well. Two days ago, lost everything. Of course, all the interviews are backed up. What do you fucking think I am? Think I'd do that to you? Not a chance. So, um, uh, yeah, it's all it's all sorted. It's all good. Got plenty of interviews in the can. Got a writer special at some point with Malcolm Dome. That's in the can. I interviewed Keith Carn Harris, who's a extreme metal um, expert. That was an, that was really cool. Um, I've also got Reed Mullen from COC coming up on next month's podcast. And of course, the one and only Gene motherfucking Hogland, man. The godly, glorious Hogland is uh, is going to be coming up later and you're going to get to hear us um, talking a load of shit. So um, I will explain when the interview comes, I will, I, I will kind of explain a few things around and about it so you're aware of it, because otherwise that, it, it might not make a, a whole load of sense. So anyway, um, what's been going on in the world of metal? Um, well, I'll tell you what has been going on. Um, I, I I just can't. I, what does my head in, right, um, is things like um, Revolver's Hottest Chicks in Hard Rock tour. OK, now, uh, regular listeners will know I do have a bit of a problem with um, uh, female fronted bands um and it's not it's not a problem it's just that when it comes to metal i just can't seem to get my head around female vocalists yes i know i'm missing out whatever it's not a sexist thing it's just the way it is but jesus christ the hottest chicks in hard rock boy is that fucking i mean you know okay is it sexist or is it um you know is it empowering women is it fuck empowering women it's basically the hottest chicks in hard rock is basically just an excuse to put this tour together um and uh, it's being done with an obvious with an obvious sexist fucking agenda um absolutely unbelievable that shit like this is still going on but you know there you go it's only fair because let's face it um you know those lovies do need a hand don't they oh that was a joke i do promise that was a joke um so anyway um seriously what's been going on um, oh, by the way, I did have an interesting uh, run-in with a with one of those dodgy um, t-shirt sellers outside a gig uh, this week. Um, sorry, this month. And one thing I can say is, um, these dodgy guys who are knocking t-shirts out for like five quid outside, if you want to really, really, really piss them off, but not be abusive and risk getting chased down the street, just ask them if they do mail order and watch their fucking faces drop. It's an absolute picture it really is it is oh, i is just fucking it's class but anyway um so uh this is quite interesting right because the because the um laptop crashed every every time i open a new program or something like that you know you get the old oh welcome to yeah fuck off but also things just keep popping up and saying oh you know i need activating simon and i'd done all that months ago um and funnily enough we're only seven minutes in and they ke- things keep popping up on the screen. So I apologise if I get distracted or anything like that. I do. Um, uh, I, I, I am genuinely sorry. It's just uh, uh, it's just technology. So what else has been going on? Um, uh, Dead Kennedys, their tour in the UK. Fuck off. Are they touring the UK? There is no Dead Kennedys without Jello Biafra. Simple as that. 
Um, the current bands are. It's just. It's just a fucking shit show. It really is. Um, Jello was the voice. Um, he was the. He was the passion. He was the lyrics. He was the politics. He was the artistic director. He was everything about that band. Now I'm not saying that it was him entirely and all the rest of the band were just his lackeys. Not. Not at all. But. Um, the way those, honestly, the two, those two sides uh, just constantly talk shit about each other all the time. And they haven't played a gig together for 20 years. And they're still fucking hating on each other. It's amazing. But, you know, in my humble opinion, um, what's, what's knocking about now is not Dead Kennedy's who can fuck off. Um, and I can tell you else who can fuck off. Um, David Silveria of, um, of Corn. Yeah, for those of you who don't know who that is, that's the original drummer who fucked off after, I think it was the third album, um, or fourth actually, it might have been fourth, and and he's now trying to take him to court for earnings since he left because he never gave up his, his like 20% uh, of the band and all that, it's like, fuck off, what are you doing, you, you, you're way late to the party mate, you're way late, you've been fucking, he's been, he was running a restaurant, he's got his own restaurant, so what the fuck is all that about? I doesn't you, know, you you can't have it both ways. Just fucking chill out and fuck off. And he's going, oh, he tried to reach out to the band and and because he, he wants to play on the tour where they're playing the first album in its entirety and all the rest of it. You can't pick and choose. You can't suddenly decide to come back all these years later and say, well, if you're playing, if you're touring the first album, I should be on it. No, no, because it's the band who are touring that are going to play. The old album, not old members who haven't been touring. I mean, what a fucking dick move. What an absolute dick move. Can you imagine being in court and just like, you know, getting the fucking letter from the um, from the solicitor or whatever and saying, oh, you know, yeah, David's at it again. You're just thinking, oh, really necking. Why can't you just fuck off, deal with it? Go and flip some burgers and fucking serve some pancakes and fuck off. Just you know, just play play rat a tat tat on your on, uh, with with your fucking grill knives or whatever. Grill knives are they even a thing? Are they? I don't know. A grill knife? What's the? If it is, great. If it isn't, fuck it. Um, but you know, just fuck off. You're out of the band. You have been for years. Fuck off. And speaking of drummers, I know what you're thinking, but no, it's not that yet. But this is a different thing. This is friend of the podcast, Lars Ulrich. Yes. I want to congratulate uh, my ponytailed friend. Um, he is about on his upcoming third marriage. It's impossible to believe, is it not, that Lars didn't get marriage right the first time? It's impossible to believe that somebody like Lars is not easy to live with. I mean, any woman would just shack up with him for life, surely. That, that, I mean, look, that's really, that's really harsh, actually, because anybody who listens to this on a regular basis will think, yeah, Jesus Christ, Howard, no wonder you're single, because uh, fucking, let's face it, what must it be like? And I always say the same thing. It's all right for you guys. I have to live with me. So anyway, uh, you know what's coming next. OK, we've had the David Sylvia. This, it wasn't meant to roll like this. This is just happening. This is on the fly. This is as it goes. I've got my notes and, and I hadn't noticed that these three come together. But we had ex-drummer from Korn. We have current Metallica drummer. And of course, you know what's coming next. Oh yes, we have ex-Dream Theatre, ex-Avenged Sevenfold fill-in guy, ex-this band, that band, this splinter project. What, we had winery dogs, um, 
Uh, there was that other thing he was doing. Yes, we're talking about Mark, about Mark, about uh, Mike Portnoy. Um, what a fucking dick. Um, uh, for, for those of you who missed it, or most of you, I'm sure, will know this, Portnoy had decided to tweet um, about basically saying um, that no thanks to the hospital um, where he was supposed to be treated in the UK. When I say supposed to be, he went to the fucking, um, he went to casualty and you just sit in line. That's it. And in fact, while we're talking about it, Paul, well, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll finish this here. Okay. So, uh, and, and, you know, he said, you know, no thanks to them. The show's going ahead. You know, he told them, uh, he told them um, uh, that they, were, they had an audience, despite telling them there was an audience waiting. Right. Okay. Like the NHS is supposed to drop its fucking drawers because Mike's in town playing with another fucking one-off-the-wrist side project. Who gives a shit? He says, I have no idea... This, this, I'm quoting, I have no idea how the hell I'm going to make it through this show. I can't even stand up or lift my arms. Yeah, but you can tweet, you cunt, can't you? Hey, I mean, I've got, you know... Oh, uh, um, share, anybody who shares how next-to-death door they are is not next to death's fucking door! You fucking drumming cunt! Honestly, the fucking nerve of the guy. Now, people who are listening to this outside of the UK, okay? Yeah, the National Health Service is basically... It's the thing that costs us all our fucking money. It's where all the money goes. It's And that's why they're trying to secretly privatise it. Because basically, that's where all the national insurance goes. That's where... It's, 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 you know, it's free to get, treat, to get treatment on the NHS. You walk in, you get seen. You don't need, you know insurance or anything else you can get private health care in this country if you want um but if not you wait okay you wait like everybody else like fucko here is gonna have to wait to have his fucking hernia repaired yeah i can't just go down there and go oh but i got a podcast to do and i got a band to put back together and i got stand up to do oh sort me fucking hernia out yeah you know what they did the last time they went yeah you've got a hernia i went oh great and they went yeah good luck with that Fucking 18 weeks you're supposed to wait to get an operation. After 17 weeks, they sent me a letter and went, uh, yeah, we can't do that. We're going to have to send you somewhere else. Another, so anyway, long long story short, took me six months to have that fucking operation. Six months. Portnoy, he's just walking in. Apparently, how the fuck he managed to walk in? I mean, it, presumably, he sounds like the walking dead here. He must have looked like a fucking zombie. I wonder if Scott Ian dressed up and went in with him. But, um, you know, and, and of course, did the show go ahead? Did the show go ahead? Of course it fucking did. He managed to get through the show. No thanks to the to the staff in that hospital. What a cunt. Yeah, sorry, Mike. They were busy looking after people who were actually fucking ill. Now, I'm not saying you weren't ill. I'm not saying you didn't feel terrible. But to act like a prima donna fucking nine carat gold glass tit. How can it be carat gold if it's glass? Anyway, you never know. You know what I mean? What a fucking prick. What an absolute prick. That I mean, nothing sums up better the whole do you know who I am fucking mindset than that. Then, of course, he got shit for it. The whole tidal wave of shit came out. And so then, of course, he starts getting other people in the band involved and explaining what happened and how they went down there. And they got picked up by an ambulance that ran out of fuel. Really? Paramedics? They, they, I mean, I'm not saying that didn't happen. I'm just saying, A, I've never, ever known that to happen. And B... 
what were they going to do? Just walk to the nearest petrol station? I mean, it sounds a bit weird, but so they said anyway, they had to get in the car and they went. To, and he, he starts getting loads of people to fucking line up behind him and say, oh, well, yeah, no, he was really old. And it's like, well, no, you didn't put that much effort into actually into your tweet in the first place, did you? No. The guy's on Twitter all the time. And here's, a, here's, here's Howard's tip for the fucking for life. OK. And this is not something that I, you know, I've learned this over time through fucking up. So please, those of you who don't already know this, take this on board. Never text, never tweet, and never Facebook in anger. Whatever you do, let it fucking settle. Chew on it, ruminate on it, talk to a few people, let the anger go, and then you can be cool, calm, and calculated and deliver exactly what you fucking want to say. OK, <laughs> which sounds like a real cheat coming from me, doesn't it? Who's quite clearly all over the fucking place in this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, look, Portnoy loved his work in Dream Theatre. Um, without doubt, a, a wonderfully talented drummer. But ever since Dream Theatre split, he has become one of the biggest cunts on social media ever. And it's just... It's really sad to see because I, you know, I, I really, really rate the guy. Um, I, you know, I've seen Dream Theatre a number of times. He was, he was, he was playing with him, and and it's just, it's sad to see, and it's always sad to hear stories like that where somebody's just fucking acting like a dick. But um, anyway, anyway, that's it. It's really have given him um, enough airtime. Um, moving on, um, Amy Osborne, the um, the other member of the Osborne family. So, uh, yeah, you've got Ozzy, you've got Sharon, you've got Kelly, you've got Jack, and apparently no one else. No, Amy Osborne, the other member of the Osborne clan, um, released a single this month. And it's quite interesting. It's not really, it's, it's not my thing. But I, I, I just think that is so fucking impressive. I mean, the, the fact that she turned, she, 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 you know, she turned down the Osbournes. And the reason she gives is she knew she always wanted to be a singer. And she didn't want to be on the Osbournes because that would be kind of typecaster and people would think of her from that show. And it's just showed a lot of maturity and what, what just what a great idea. What um, I, I just got a lot of respect for the girl. Um, what she's doing is just so not metal. It's untrue. But I just think the way that she's handled herself and handled the whole situation is is just is really, really impressive. So, um, yeah, I mean, that you know, that that, that was it, really. But um uh, anyway, you know, um, I am going to I'm going to post a clip up on the um, uh, uh, on the uh, Facebook page as well. Um, there's a really cool Slipknot documentary on the BBC iPlayer at the moment. Um, and um, it's called Hellbound. It's up there for another 25 days. If you're outside the UK, try looking it up on the BBC iPlayer anyway. You might be able to see it. Um, probably not. But there you go. Um, but it's, it's, it is a really, really cool documentary. It's really worth checking out. Um, and it's not often we get made stuff like that. But Jesus Christ, am I the only person that when you see um, anything to do with metal, it's, whether it's and, and it's being filmed by a TV company or a news channel or anything like that, don't you just wish they would fucking avoid talking to fans? It's always the same scene, isn't it? Right. Picture the scene. Um, it's a picture of a street. The venue's about halfway down the street, and just in the distance, you can see a lot of people stood outside it. And the camera comes along the street, it gets nearer and nearer, and there'll be a voiceover, something like, "So, you know, 
so-and-so band and one of the heaviest bands around. We thought we'd go and find out from their fans what makes them so interesting and such a great band to see. And what happens? Yeah, as they rock up, everyone stood there making a massive fucking dick of themselves. <laughs> and they're all pulling stupid faces and giving it the fucking devil horns and fucking drinking bottles of cider and and getting their asses out or what are you just there are for fuck's sake every single person just about with a with a few stunning exceptions most people who i know are into metal are fairly erudite um uh, fairly intelligent well-meaning caring uh, you know good people really like their metal all the rest you know and and I, and I, you know, is it, are these the same people that when I get a camera put on them, they go like, eh, fucking metal? I don't know, because I've never seen this. I'm not, Honestly, it's just, it does my fucking head in. So, what I'm getting to is, yeah, there's a fan section on the Slipknot documentary. Fucking hell. Some absolute classics, okay? One one girl, one girl describes, she's, she looks like a, li- a little bit gothy. She's, she's quite young. I'm not holding that against her. We were all young once. Um, but she sat there and she's going, <laughs> they say, so what's it like seeing Slipknot Knife? You know, what, what, what are they like? And she said, well, I didn't know how to describe it really. Um, I mean, it's not the kind of gig, if you were going, it's not the kind of gig that, um, you, you shouldn't take a bag. <laughs> really? <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Hey, eh? I mean, that, that to me is just, that to me is just awesome. That is the best live review ever. Slipknot Live. Probably best not take a bag. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. And um, and the other line on it, there was some other fans being interviewed. Now, these fans were uh, all looked fairly casual. Um, and But they, they were talking about their love of the love of Slipknot. And one of them said, yeah, I mean, you know, we don't we don't look like, you know, typical metalers or typical Slipknot fans because we, you know, we haven't got we haven't got a load of product in our hair and we haven't got piercings and makeup and spiky trousers and things like that. What, fucking excuse me. Spiky trousers? I mean, fucking really? To me, that's an awesome band name. Spiky trousers. There you go. You can have that. Anybody out there listening who wants a band name, please take it. Spiky fucking trousers. What are spiky trousers? Have I lost the plot? Have I have I missed this development in heavy metal fashion? Spiky trousers. You are fucking shitting me. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely fucking brilliant. Um... And, uh, uh, well, oh, yeah, and speaking of Slipknot, of course, uh, Mick Thompson got stabbed in the head by his brother whilst they were drunk, fighting. Um, what can I say? You know, uh, not content with throwing Joey out, not content with um, Paul being dead. Um, one of the living members decides to get stabbed in the head by his brother. I mean, for fuck's sake, at some point you do start thinking, whoa, redneck fox, time to just calm the fuck down you know maybe they've got too much money people who know them need to take their money away from them this is getting a bit fucking stupid now so let's just you know let's just take it easy shall we um and and so anyway look let, let's take it easy we've had um we've had 23 minutes 24 minutes whatever it is up to now um of chat um <laughs> there you go alan partridge of chat so um let me introduce my friend gene hoglan 
Um, it was it was this was so cool. Um, um, I have Gene's European number, so I texted him, let him know he was going to be there. Rocked up at six o'clock, straight to the tour bus, straight on, sat down, turned the recorder on about about five minutes after we'd been chatting. Steve um, Steve Dorigo of, of Testament, and who's also playing on the Death to All tour, was there as well. We had a little bit of a chat, and he was welcome to stay, but he decided to head upstairs into the, the bunk, uh, into his bunk and just chill for a bit. Um, there are there, there's some really cool stuff on this. Um, there's some also some brilliant stories afterwards. Steve uh, mentioned one about about Chuck saying that he was always really really miserable on his birthday. He said no matter what you did or what you said, you could never cheer Chuck up on his birthday. He's like no man. And they'd be like, yeah, but you know, you're 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 um, you're aging, you're maturing. It's all good. And he's like, no, man, I'm I'm another year old, and there's no fucking upside whatsoever. Dead at 35. There you go. Um, so yeah, that we, and anyway, anyway, um, a few things I need to explain before the interview. Um, there'll be refer there'll be references to Kev and Stilly. Kev was the guitarist in Acid Rain, uh, one of the guitarists in Acid Rain. Stilly was Kev's brother, and also um, our um, uh, our main man in the crew for our entire fucking career and if you look on the back of our first album Moschenstein it does say Ramsey borrows Steve's drums exclusively and that is that's the guy we were talking about so anyway um, Stilly uh, well, well you'll hear Stilly ended up we, we, we all did the tour together then Stilly did a few tours with Gene and then Kev became a tech Kev still works with Bullet From My Valentine again you'll hear that coming up um, so that's it. that explains that, because we go straight in talking about um, about stuff like that. Later on, we're going to talk about a, um, a tour story. Now, this tour story is basically um, what happened with Dark Angel. There was a load of us went out, uh, Acid Rain, Dark Angel, uh, um, and Nuclear Assault. Only me from Acid Rain, actually. Oh, no, no, was, I think there was a few of us. So anyway, we all went out, got very pissed, came out of a metal nightclub, and there was two rows of cars parked either side. And... We, we had this habit of running over cars, so we started doing it, everybody started doing it, back down down this street, both sides of the street, but all the parked cars just running, you know, fucking top to bottom, end to end, because they were parked, you know, absolutely packed in, so we were just running over them. Thought it was hilarious, fucked off. In the morning, found out three guys had been arrested, um, one of them was Gons, as in Mike Gonzalez, the Dark Angel bass player, and um, you'll basically get to hear what happened and, and how all of that sort of pans out. So, um, without further ado, please, ladies and gentlemen, sit back, pin your ears back and enjoy. A <laughs> I was going to say enjoy a conversation with Howard and Jean. It sounds terrible, doesn't it? Howard and Jean. It's like, that sounds terrible. Oh, it's Howard and Jean, dear. Oh, how have you been, Jean? Uh, yeah, whatever. I don't know where I'm fucking going for this. Anyway. Uh, this is me talking to Gene. Uh, enjoy. Um, that was the. I mean, that was. Still, he ended up doing quite a bit of work with you, didn't he? Look, you yeah, know? quite a bit. Yeah, Kev, Kev too, to some degree. I mean, they they both worked with us too. Like I know, but they both did death, and and I know I did some strapping with Kev, a part of it. So yeah, Kev's been around like even before he started working for. Uh, he was working with Cradle, and then he was working with uh, Maiden there for a while. Yeah, he was he was with Maiden for a, for for a while. Yeah, now he's over with um, and he's been with kind of. I think he left Maiden um, to go to Bullet, and he's been with them ever since. Okay, well, good for him. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I love him. I miss him both. 
Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I, still he's coming over in a week, and he'll be like crashing at mine for a couple of days. Cool. Um, as you may or may not know, we're, I'm trying to try to resurrect Acid Rain. Okay, that's fine. Um, but it's um, it, I'm, I'm as far as I've got is it's going to be me and four other guys. Oh, okay. Not <laughs> sure who those guys are. Yeah. Uh, well, no, we've I've, I've I think we're just about there. Okay. Mac Mac was um, you remember Mac, our bass player? Yeah. He was um, he was on board um, until we got offered a tour. Ah, okay. <laughs> and then he saw the dates and was like, "Yeah, shit, I, I can't do this." Yeah, damn. Yeah. So, um, so it's a shame. Yeah. Um, but you know, if people want to hear those tunes again, then sure, it's just it, you know that's what it's going to be. Cool. Um, well, that's fun. But uh, but yeah, I've been messaging. Well, bassists are always easy. Like you know, get a blonde <laughs> guy in there. You know, long blonde hair guy. Oh, he's back. He looks younger than ever. Yeah, just any old blonde guy. Yeah, he'll do. Yeah, any blonde guy. Yeah, totally. And um, I. I Back in, I mean, obviously back when when we were touring, it was like, it was just everything was Dark Angel back then, and it's been amazing to kind of see your career just like just go on so many different yeah, twists sure. and turns. Um, coming it, coming back to Dark Angel, is it a bit like is it like coming home in any way? I yeah, it is. It's really fun. Like it's, but it's a home that is very polite now. Like <laughs> we used to rip on each other and like just oh I remember yeah and and now everybody's real polite real nice I mean I've changed a lot you know I'm not the taskmaster I used to be or anything and and, um you know having having a new better attitude and putting that out to the rest of the guys everybody's like super cool it's been it's been a blast it's been super fun so um yeah we're in the process of writing a new record now and probably do some more stuff later this year or next year or something and uh, I know what you mean that is, that's kind of my regret with not having the original the, not having the original lineup again it, that, but that's kind of my regret is not being able to have that vibe sure of, hey, wow yeah everybody's yeah. a lot more chilled out yeah. we could actually enjoy it this time Absolutely. instead of stroking our egos sure. you know yeah, so much totally. um, but uh, it, it, I guess it's it happens. Yeah, we, we we got together a few times and we had a couple of drinks. And it, it, like like you say, the, the the dynamic is totally different. Yeah, sure. Totally different. Sure. Yeah. Everybody's just a lot more um, uh, receptive to ideas and gives yeah. everybody space yeah, and sure. is more at home with who they are. I mean, we, we're just kids, weren't we? You totally. Know? Totally. It's yeah. It's I mean, it's it's kind of weird to um, to to looking back on it. Um, we did so much at such a young age. Yeah. It's like it's no wonder everything kind of just you know gets lost along the way. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And um, but like you said, you've you've kind of. I mean, that was it. Was kind of it. It seems that your your career has just developed the way it developed. That's just how it happened. It's sure. Not some sort of grand plan to kind of just go from project to project, and it's just kind of worked that way for you. So is that pretty much? pretty accurate or did you kind of after a while think actually this is kind of cool this is what I want to do well um, I guess there was a bit of a grand plan like I, I I always figured that you know no matter what Dark Angel is there's bound to be an end to it at some point so if there is then you know all my heroes drum heroes growing up were the guys like Tommy Aldridge and, and, and Cozy Powell and guys that just moved from band to band to band and I was yeah. like well they did it I might as well too you know so <laughs> I guess I always figured that if you know say if Dark Angel doesn't last forever 
I'm just going to play with as many guys as I can and just keep keep jamming and play with a bunch of killer musicians and maybe having guys like Tommy Aldridge and Cozy Powell as heroes being transient is, is not a bad thing, you know, and move them here until it's not fun and then go over there until it's not fun and go over there to maybe make some money and then go over <laughs> here to, you know, hang out with, with new and fresh dudes and so that's that's been awesome, you know. The way, but also that that kind of that's kind of that kind of the the, bi- the way the business changed as well. That's you know the way the industry has has changed over the years. That's kind of you that kind of route has been just worked out well. Well, it's it's yeah, it actually has been fortunate because like trying to do a band, even if you are the leader of a band, and like say you're the one that's writing all the music and say maybe making the lion's share of the cash, you still got to take that band from zero up to somewhere and that could take years so I just figured just jump right into somebody who's already doing it and <laughs> make yourself invaluable and then they have to pay you a shit ton just to keep you so that's how yeah. it's kind of worked yeah no, no, I like that I like that so you're kind of, kind of like a limpet on a whale you know just kind of like surviving off it yeah yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah you know, it's gonna be, it, just I mean it was um, yeah, but, it, but like you say, you know, you've worked with some killer musicians, some of them, like, you know, with, with, with Devin, uh, and obviously with Chuck, which is why you're here at the moment. Refreshing cucumber. You know, I came to see the uh, the Death Tour when it was in, I think it was November uh, 2014. Yeah, sure. Uh, which was 2013. Uh, was it? Was it? 2013, November 2014. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, 2013. Yeah. yeah, of course, it wasn't a few months ago. Yeah. 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 Um, that was, uh, I mean, that was really well attended. And it's, it's just a beautiful night. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, be- it's, and it's like beautifully created. Um, sorry, created, curated. And yeah, will you have sure. the screens tonight and stuff like that? Because I know it's a smaller. I don't think so. Right. I don't think so. But uh, you know, we've got a different lineup, but way better one in my opinion. You know, it's it's, it's super super fun. This is my dream lineup with Death, having Stevie D and and Bobby on on guitar and and you know Max, who is our our main dude. He's awesome. He's a great great kid you know he's, he's really fun to be around so this is this tour has been a blast it's been a dream it's been awesome so and what do you do what do you do when you get home um steve and i start testament like three days after we get back we have to jump on the road with them for like two months or something crazy two and a half months something so retarded. looking forward to that steve uh, you kind of have to yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna fight it yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. We like to be busy. But being on being on the road, it's it's the only it's the only way to live this life. Certainly, the way the industry is now, isn't it? I Absolutely. Mean, you know, time at home is costing you money. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So that's why I do as much as I can to make myself money when I'm not on the road. That's why I put out like DVDs and have a line of shirts and stuff, and people buy that. And you know, so if I do have two months between tours still got an income you know that's yeah pretty good so yeah and um obviously getting back together with the guys um yeah what happened um i mean obviously jim was one of the original guys mm-hmm. are you guys are you still in touch with brett at all is yeah, he personally not i'd love to be i mean i'd love to hang out with brett because he was awesome um but he yeah he's just he's one of the guys that kind of just disappeared off the planet i put don dotty on the guest list tonight oh fabulous <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I really enjoy that. Uh, 
keeping in touch with everybody. Like, for instance, um, Mike Gons, our, our bassist, yeah. he and I lost touch for years and years. And it wasn't until he, like, reached out a few years ago when I was coming through, like, with Death Clock or Fear Factory or something, like 2010. Um but it had been since 92 to 2010. That, wow, really? That just lost touch with him completely. And, you know, I see, still see Eric, and I'd see Ron and, and Jim. I'd go over to his house and stuff. Jim doesn't come to many gigs, but Eric will always come to any gig that's going on. And, and Ron would come out. Ron now lives near Seattle. So if any of my bands are playing in the Seattle area, he'll come out. Him and his wife, Judy, will come out. So... Yeah, we, we've always stayed in touch. It was never an acrimonious split at all. It was, you know, just, you know, when Ron said, look, I just can't do this anymore, and we just kind of figured, well, we could take 10 months and try to find another singer, or why don't we all just kind of go our separate ways right now? Well, the thing <laughs> is, the way, the, way the, the way that Thrash was then as well, it's kind of like... It kind of made it kind of made a lot of decisions for you. I mean, Absolutely, it, our decisions were made for yeah. us. And you know, a, a lot of people ask, "Hey, man, did like grunge kill thrash?" It's like, no, Deicide Morbid Angel killed thrash. Camel Corpse killed thrash. You know, death metal killed thrash at that time. I, I you see, now I think I I, I I was asked about this recently as well. I was like, because I had somebody saying in the UK, do you think the UK death metal scene killed killed thrash? Certainly in the UK, I can't speak for over there, but it, it, um, Thrash died all on its own. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It just it just died out to a certain extent as well. It, it, did it commit suicide? Did it just not be creative enough? Where everybody just you know there I was think just, it just drained itself. Yeah, sure. It was just churning, sure. and, it, and it had got generic and vanilla, sure. and yeah. then all this other shit came came out when people were going, "Well, this is brutal. This yeah. is like this is the next level." Sure. Sure, um, good point. The only difference being vocals. Yeah, yeah, which, really. Which, which kind of like that kind of sort of split people, I think. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, but it, yeah, I mean, I, I said decisions were made for us, but it, I, 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 it was such a shame. I think I remember, I remember speaking to you <laughs> on MySpace. I oh think. yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and and I think you, you were saying it was a real shame because I, I really I really wanted to hear the next Dark Angel album. Mm -hmm. I wanted to hear the next record with Ron going back to that Leave Scarves kind of like more growly sure. delivery and less singing. Yeah. And I remember you saying, hey, that's that's what we were going to do. That's where we're at, yeah, absolutely. And that's it, where we're at with the new material is like with, with Ron's vocals, you know, he's 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 really aggressive now. <laughs> he's, he's, his voice has, has got this timber to it that it didn't have in the past. And it's, you know, he's got this richness and, you know, he sounds like a man. Yeah, so I'm I'm stoked to have his vocals on the new record. Yeah, absolutely. It's like it's you 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 as a singer you don't have the range anymore, but the range the range that you do have has more depth and more timbre to it. And you know it's it's amazing. The older you get, the more comfortable you are with your voice because I I do a I do a comedy character and I have to I have to put on a voice which is really. It's all, it's almost like a kind of Max Cavallera kind of like a, a, a growl, and people people always say to me, "Jesus, that must like kill your throat." How do you do it? I was like, yeah, ten years in a metal band, yeah, 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 no sure. problem. You know, it works. Razor it works. blades on my throat, <laughs> sandpaper across. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, and, it, and I'm in I'm in touch with, with with I've been in touch with Guns for a, uh, cool. a few years over Facebook and stuff awesome. like that, and because um, he's got the whole Viking thing, he kind of that's right yeah, doing yeah. as well, which yeah. is and you guessed it on that as well, didn't you? I did. I played drums on it. We actually got Gons in the band. It was uh, 
you know, the the singer Ron Ron Erickson was like, God, you know, I don't have a bassist. And I was like, why don't you call Gons? And I, I think that's how it went down. And, and then he started laughing. He was like, uh, hey, I reunited Viking to reunite Dark Angel, essentially, you know, because he was trying to get Brett as well. He was trying to be, because right. Brett was in Viking originally. And so, Which, um, well, that would have worked with his heritage. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. Well, they, they, you know, they, it was Brett Erickson and Ron Erickson. You know, they were brothers, but right, not yeah. in real life, but uh, that's yeah. what they everybody because well, two redheaded guys well so. it's the scandinavian smith isn't it erickson yeah sure sure absolutely yeah cool so um you so you you reconnected with um with gons how did how did did anybody particularly go hey why don't we do the band again um it's something my manager has been posing to me for the past three or four years like why don't you do Dark Angel you know it's something that you would control it's your band it's your stuff you could put a lot of time and energy into it you wouldn't just be a hired gun for all these bands you would have something of yours that you know being a hired gun for these bands it, 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 it pays decently but you know if he was looking at it from a financial standpoint you know Dark yeah. Angel would pay the, the most you know you would stand to make the most out of Dark Angel that than you would playing for all these bands that you do, which is cool, but, you know, the real money is when you own the property yourself. And I'm like, I understand that. It was really just a uh, a scheduling thing, you know. Yeah. It's like it in 2013, it was looking like 2014 was going to have a lot of real open areas in it. You know, Testament was going to be doing whatever they were, and, and which wasn't th all that much. And... So it just kind of became a, a uh, like, why don't we try it, you know? And then Don Doty came out, and he, I mean, he did some separate thing where he just announced, I'm putting the band back together, and, and we got in touch, and we're like, hey, well, let's try to make it work with, you know, two vocalists or whatever, and, and didn't work with Don. So, uh, so we just said, okay, well, you know, so long, good luck, and let's get the five guys together from Leave Scars, and... You know, because that was the most fun lineup anyway. You know, that was that was real fun. Jim's great, and yeah, everybody's we're having a good time and writing real aggressive music. So yeah, because like I said, that was a fun lineup. But when I talked with you, it was it it was Brett. Brett. What yeah. what had, what had happened with Jim at that point? Um, well, Jim had just I, I guess maybe just being on the road wasn't for Jim, you know, right. and so he just stepped aside. And Brett was great. Brett was awesome. You know, I I, I love Brett too. You know, Jim Brett two of my best friends so it was like you know losing one best friend to having to stay at home for while well, you all go to summer camp you know <laughs> your one friend has the broken leg and he can't come out to play or whatever so. nice so you got your other buddy to come along and have some real you know have a lot of laughs with so uh it was great with both lineups i loved them both you know and and um you know, both guys are great writers in their own. You know, Jim Durkin and Brett Erickson would be a great writing partnership for for anybody. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Because time time does not heal was kind of like you know that's where everything just came together, wasn't it? Cool. You know, I think so. Was, I, I remember when you I re actually I remember you um, you did a signing session in Tower Records when that still existed. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Um, before the Marquee Show, yeah, and um, and they were playing Time Does Not Heal. And obviously, it had been out a while, sure. and and I remember, I, I remember, I was, we we were sitting talking for some reason. Um, there was like a gap in the, like they hadn't let people in or over True. And there was just a certain part in one of the songs, and you and you just turned to me and you went, "That's 
that is how bass drums should sound. No, oh, nice. like, that is how that is That's how it should sound because it's still a killer production. Awesome. I mean, friend of friend of mine, friend of mine calls it a Hangover Cure. Plays nice. that he plays that album if he's hungover. Wow, like that. that kind of just just works for him. Cool. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was kind of like when everything came together. But I mean, those the wrong kind. Yeah, yeah. Looking back on that on that tour we did, you think that was so incident packed. There was so much shit that went off on that tour. Yeah, sure. Again, like we were just saying earlier, because because of our age. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah, you know, just doing dumb shit yeah. and thinking that you're bulletproof. Absolutely, you know, yeah. it's like a you're young, b you're in a band, and c you're in a country yeah. where you, you we could just sneak out of here. Absolutely, no one will notice. Yeah. and and it just kind of didn't work that way at all. Yeah, sure. I mean, because uh, I, I remember I, I, I quit Acid Rain about for a few few gigs before the end of the tour or, or got kicked out, whatever. Um, Glenn was uh, was saying that he wasn't going to do any more shows with Nuclear Assault. Okay. They, yeah, wanted sure. him, they wanted him to go over to, they wanted to go over to Finland and play a, sh- a show on their own after, because we were all going home, we yeah. were all getting heading back to London. That's right, I remember and, that. Yeah, and, and he was like, nope. I'd rather leave the band than, than, than do that show wow, and it, that nice. was all kicking off then there was the whole Gons thing yeah sure which which we I, I still remember we were the following day we were all making jokes about it and like drawing chads on the back of the bus saying you know bunk for hire see Gene yeah I've still got those I've still got a picture of that wow that's fine and um, and then it just all got kind of really sombre didn't it it just it didn't work out like, because we, we, you know, you've if you've read the rock and roll handbook, you do crazy shit. You get thrown in jail, and the police slap you on the wrist and yeah, let you go. Yeah, exactly. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's the best thing, you know. And they hadn't read the handbook. No, no, I they, they slapped us on the ass and clamped us down. I mean, it, how and how how is how is Gons? Can he can he sort of can he play Germany? Okay, oh, yeah. and yeah, that's that's been a forgotten incident. You know, I guess. Um, what happened? We had to use. We were getting a a merchandise advance for that tour. Um, we just hadn't been paid it yet, so we just pretty much had to take that merch advance plus like another six thousand dollars because it was thirty one thousand American dollars to get Gons out. So we just borrowed thirty one grand from from our buddy <laughs> and. Uh, one of Ron's. Oh, I was going to say, was that friends. Ron? I, I, I went and sat with Ron okay. while he made that call. All right, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. I remember Ron yeah. was like. I, I, remember, I, remember, I remember, you know, hang on a sec. Yeah, we've got that in the house. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, yeah, Ron, Ron approached one of his buddies, which, which was really funny. Um, well, I probably shouldn't even use the guy's name, but uh, yeah, that guy was going to jail for shooting a couple of people. And when. We got that merch check. Um, this guy had an auto body shop as a you know as a front, and so when we got the merch check, the Great Southern, our, our merch company, was like, "Okay, do you want us to make this out to like you know Dark Angel Incorporated, or do you want five individual checks, or how do you want us to pay you?" And and we were like, "We'll just make it out to Ed's Auto Body, please." And they're like, "What?" And I just. Make it out to Ed's auto body. <laughs> All right, great. Yeah, we're to buy a Dark Angel truck and drive around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
so uh, so I guess you know we we took care of it I suppose you know we took care of our 25 grand and and I remember I'd call up Gons and tell him that we bought a base slave you know get over it mow, mow my lawn Gons fuck you asshole <laughs> I remember you um uh, yeah because I but I I mean it's it's yeah, we can we look back now, but I remember you. I remember you when you came back from me. He'd been yeah. He'd been in jail for about three days. Yeah. And obviously you and Paul, Brett. you Brett Paul Lowsby, I think. I don't know if Paul went, or, but uh, um, I know that we had. It, yeah, I got to the point where it was just me and Brett because we went a couple of different times, and whoever the the promoter rep in Germany was, you know, he would drive us in his car over to over to the jail and hang out with Gons, bring him stuff, and which they wouldn't let you give him. Yeah. Yeah, but he was in for a week, and fortunately we had you know Dan Lilker to jump in and, and play with us and stuff. Yeah, I remember that. that was, yeah, you know at least we carry on. But you know it was it was real sad for Gons, but you know he's not permanently scarred from it or anything. I mean he's pretty yeah. much the same dude. You know, just not much of a love of the German language. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because I, I yeah because I remember oh and um, you remember Dodds the t-shirt guy yeah yeah he says hi as well. oh cool man <laughs> yeah it's been forever yeah yeah no he's because um, uh, he I remember waking up the following morning because he got he got taken it was Eric yeah Gons um, and, and Dodds okay that got snatched up all right and 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 Dodds speaks a bit of um, German yeah and this guy came in to to basically do a do a lineup or you know say like which one of these guys was it sure. and in German. This guy said to the police, "It wasn't any of them." Wow! And the police said in German, back to Dodds, "It's got to be one, pick one." Oh my god! So that's yeah, could sure. have been could have been Eric, could yeah. have been Dodds. That's sad. Dodds is like it ain't me. Yeah, yeah. yeah these but, fuckers, you know, that's I don't it, care yeah. about these guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even in a band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just looked at it like I think. Because we were in what, Nuremberg, and I guess there's an American armed forces base in town there. And every time they would snatch an American being an idiot in town, they would have to let him go. Yeah, put him in a cell and cool him off. And yeah, then and then the, like, the MPs turn up and take him away. Yeah, and I think they were just really stoked at the fact that hey, we got an American now, and he's rich American rock star, no less. And you know nobody's going to take this guy from us. So. And that was the thing they they told us look if you don't come up with fifty thousand Deutschmarks, you're never going to see your friend ever again, you know. And and we did have to weigh that decision for a minute. <laughs> no, I'm probably joking. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. How much? Yeah. How much yeah. do we? Can you put yeah. a monetary value on, it on how much you like a person? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we would have paid double, but uh, oh, you say that now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's all over. Yeah. Oh, so shit. That's just how it worked out, and you know, it's like okay, well, we don't make that money off that merch advance, you know, but at least we got Gons out of prison, you know. Yeah, yeah, he brought him that. home to yeah, his family. Sure. Exactly. I mean, that—that's one hell of a war story, isn't it? Yeah. We got one of the coolest. Yeah, you know? sure. yeah. And th- then we uh, we there was ma- we ended up in a mass brawl about two nights later. Okay. In. I can't. Even, I think it might have been Hamburg. I remember the venue was called Volksbild Dunkensheim. Okay. Because somebody like drilled that into me. And we, right. Yeah, we ended up in a mass fight the two nights later, um, uh, and that's where one of the drivers got cut in the head. Holy and the shit. police turned up to the tour bus. Holy moly! Yeah, it was. I forgot um, about that. Yeah, we were we were fucking crazy back in the day. Sure. It's, a, it's just like you know, take take the youth, give some. 
it's some elephant beer. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Remember yeah. that shit? Yeah, some elephant beer, some some screwdrivers. Yeah, you sure. know, and just yeah, it'll all kick off and go wrong. <laughs> but, um, and of course, you guys, you're going to meet. Have you? Have you? So you're going to be on the? Are you on the same day as Nuclear Assault at Bloodstock? Ooh, I didn't know. No, I, I'm I'm perhaps. not sure. I think you might be. Wow, yeah. awesome! That's great. I know, yeah, yeah. So you say yes. You get your um, get you get Dan in on base. Well, <laughs> what's really hey guys, funny. do you mind sitting aside? <laughs> what's funny is like he came. Dan came to like our. I think Brutal Truth was playing the the Neurotic Death Fest in Kilberg, Holland. Dark Angel was headlining one night, and Dan came out to the show, and like blew everybody off like Ron goes up and like he stayed at Ron's house for a week he accidentally killed Ron's ferret and you know the fact that we played in the band for a week and all that and Ron went up and was like dad how you doing man what's going on he's like uh who are you and you can't say something like that to Ron you know it's like you're either his bro or fuck you you know and so Ron was choked and I don't blame Ron it's like wait this guy came to your house this guy you know you guys were best pals and Dan just forgot Ron. You know, granted, Ron looks a little bit different. Not that much. His hair was just a little bit shorter. That's it. You know, maybe put on 20 pounds or something since then. But essentially was the same guy you'd think you'd remember him. But I know Dan likes to puff, and he's probably I, slaughtered quite a few brain cells. But, but To be honest, I, I this is not the first story I've heard that, okay. that Kev had the same experience. All right. And wow. And this is when Kev still looked like Kev, yeah, as opposed wow, to looking Cat like Weasel. a yeah, yeah, yeah as, as opposed to looking like a cartoon villain as he yeah, does now. Yeah. Um, now, right. yeah, so he still had the beard and the long hair and everything, and and Dan was just not a clue. Wow, not a clue who he was. Damn, I mean, I've been in those moments as well, and especially back when I was like drinking and stuff like that. Um, but you know, I still, I if if I hung out with you for a long time, I think I'd remember you. But yeah, even Dan to me was kind of like, who are you? You know, I'm like, well, I realized I look a lot different. But yeah, I was I was odd. Maybe he was on some pills or something. Who knows? But yeah, he just blew off all the dark, dark angel guys that went up and said, hey. So. Oh, that's really that's, that's really really weird. Yeah, dang. That's I even weird. did something for his book. Like, you know, they got a book out on him in the States. And uh, somebody wrote a, a book on Dan Wilker, and somebody called me up and said, hey, do you have any Dan Wilker stories? It's like, well, as a matter of fact, I do, you know. Yeah, <laughs> got, some, got some more you can yeah, add. Some new ones, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes out in paperback. On, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hit me up. <laughs> the new updated version. That's right. Yeah. You could just draw, you could, you, you just, you could just do a page and you say, who's, who's Dan Wilker? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that, is, that is so weird. That is so weird. Yeah, yeah, odd. But uh, hey, still, you know, I love nuclear song. Always will. So yeah, that, exactly. that's cool. If we're playing the same day, that'll be that'll be awesome. Yeah, I know, and it's it's really cool. It's like you know, John and Glenn are back, and I, I don't awesome. think I don't think Anthony's um, I don't think Anthony's involved. He never seems to be involved because I went to go see him uh, a dozen years ago now, like two thousand three, two thousand five, or something like that. Uh, strapping young lad was playing in this. Oh, do you want a water? No, no, no. I was just going to move, so I just oh, put the mic down. Yeah, Nuclear Salt played some little club in, in a town that, that I think I was in, in town with Strapping and ran over to this little club and got to see him. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, Anthony wasn't a part of that. But uh, I think Dan and, and J- 
John and Glenn were, but you know, what a classic band. Awesome. Just they seem to be the forgotten about bands. When people like yeah. look back at the old thrash thing and you know, they mention everybody, it's like, Where's nuclear assault? Like how could they just disappear the way that they they have, especially with their quality of work, you know, they, yeah. their albums were great. Well, if they, yeah, because it's, it's funny because we, you know, you always get everybody going, oh, the big four, this is yeah, my sure. big four, and it's like, oh, I, I kind of always make the point that it's like, well, it, no, it's the big four, it's not your big four, yeah. and you have to qualify it with some form of stat, so it's the biggest selling four. Absolutely, that's yeah. why it is the sure. big four. Yeah. Oh, it should, it should be in there. Overkill should be. No, yeah. that's subjective. Yeah, you have sure. to. You have to have some framework here, yeah. but if there was a big five, you know who would it be, and blah, blah. And you always get it's always the same names: Death Angel, Dark Angel, Overkill, Exodus, Testament. Um, yeah. Testament sorry, of course, yeah, yeah. Testament. Yeah, good job you mentioned that. <laughs> <laughs> um, otherwise, you go back and find out you haven't got a tour to go on. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but yeah, you're right. Never, never nuclear assault. It's never. Yeah. And they, they were bigger than a lot of us. Yeah, that, and they were. they were, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know why that is. Um, and they 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 also had such a great output yeah. as well. Yeah, you know, they it wasn't like you know three, three years, years before between records. No, no, yeah, they were they were prolific. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but and and great guys. I mean, we yeah, we had cool. some real fun times with them. We yeah, took cool. them. We took them twice. Cool. Um, yeah, first one not quite as interesting as the one we did with no, you. Right. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. Uh, it didn't kick off, but that we, it was in our own country. So you're on your best behaviour in your own country. Sure, yeah. yeah, you know? yeah and then the minute, the minute you go abroad, it's like, yeah, yeah. let's fucking tear shit up. Totally. Let's damage this place. It's yeah. not ours. Yeah. Um, totally. uh, yeah, and I, 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 I think I remember going out in. Um, I think it was Groningen in Holland with you guys. Yeah. I think it was. The, yeah, it was. It was. It was you guys. And, all my, and, and I remember coming out and we literally it was the whole bus it was everybody were going out yeah. and the only people that weren't coming out was uh, Stilly Kev Mac and Adam so basically oh, okay. Stilly and the rest of Acid Rain and, I, and, and all night I, people were going where are the rest of the guys where are the rest of the guys it's like yeah. they're Upstairs on the bus having a drinking competition. Oh well, hey. and they, they, they'd come off the bus and bought like two crates of beer nice. and some like apple shots and shit like that, and they were basically uh, upstairs having a drinking competition. Well, at least they were having the drinking competition. Sounds like oh, they're upstairs watching a movie together. You know, at yeah, least it's yeah. a drinking competition. It's rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um, it, so I, I know you did, um, you did quite. A, I mean, you've worked with. I think two genuine kind of out there geniuses, um, and that is um, Chuck, obviously, yeah. uh, founder of an entire fucking genre, Fair enough, and yeah. and Devin, sure, yeah, yeah, who is it's not even your genre it's kind of like it's like he's he's, yeah he's just alone I mean absolutely you know it sold out the Royal Albert Hall that's great like five or six hours holy shit I know it's it's insane that he's playing there to start with the fact that he's sold it out so quickly is just even more insane that's awesome Um, so you've you've been really lucky outside well let me rephrase that you make your own luck sure Um, um, because that you get invited into things because of the quality of work you've done in in the past. Well, that's cool. 
Um, how did you how did you kind of strike up with Chuck? Was that a um, it was essentially uh, you know because we had toured together and Chuck and I were like pen pals back in the tape trading days and um, ah the tape trading days yeah that's right and um, Dark Angel and Death toured the states together in 1989 and the tour started off great and then by the you know a couple weeks into it it started to go not so great and so death had decided look we're out of here we don't we don't want to be a part of this tour anymore and we're like fair enough you know good luck and um it ended rather acrimoniously and three you know two and a half years later three years later or whatever um i get a call from you know boravoy kurgan yeah um he runs blabbermouth now but uh, at the time <laughs> yeah. he was like a, he was just a writer you know and and um <laughs> And shit starter, of course. You know, he's the first to admit that. Yes, but but now he posts press releases online yeah. for everybody. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, I was. We were in the process of breaking up Dark Angel, and and our our third new guitarist, Chris Chris McCarthy, and myself were planning on starting a new band. So, yeah, I figured, hey. Boravoy knows more bands than anybody, so I called up Boravoy and said, hey, can you help us find a singer? You know, maybe send me some cassettes of some cool vocalists and hopefully some California-based vocalists, but we're not going to limit it to that. And um, and so we were in the process of doing that, and then I get a call out of the blue from him saying, hey, man, I was just speaking with Chuck, and, you know, Chuck is looking for a new band, you know, he's, he's dropped the old band, so he's looking for he's looking for a drummer, you know, would you be interested? And I'm like, Wow, that'd be interesting because, you know, we had a lot of war in the word, war of words in the press here with like metal forces over here and perhaps crying or something. You know, and you were both press. band leaders as well, weren't you? Yeah, and so you know, I was ragging on him and he was ragging on me in the press and he was ragging on us more than myself and we were ragging on them more than like say Chuck or anything. But uh, um, I just thought, wow, that would be strange, you know, us putting a, a band together, you know, me joining Death or whatever, but Borbo was like, yeah, Chuck seems really cool about it, why don't you give him a call, and so I called him, and it's like all the bad blood or anything was just right, you know, under under the bridge, and we picked up the last cool conversation that we had, you know, talking about metal and all that sort of stuff, and so that's essentially, and you know, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm writing a new record, can I send you a, you know, I've got a a little riff tape, you know, can I send that to you and let's let's do this. And so we did the individual thought patterns album after that. And so we worked together for about three years and at the end of our, you know, working relationship he had broken up death. You know, he was it was kind of a last act of defiance towards the record label. Um, you know, the record label he felt was not managing deaths path the way Chuck envisioned it so he's like I'd rather break up the band than carry on with this label so that's what he did and he broke up the band for three years and it was another three years before he put out another product and by that time I'd moved on with Devin and stuff so yeah there you go and then you uh, I, I remember <laughs> it's weird I, I remember it was kind of a strange situation, and I, I might have got it wrong, so you can clear it up for me. But I remember seeing, I remember Devin saying, 
a while in 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 press, mm-hmm. a while before he split strapping up mm-hmm. that he was going to. Do you said it for and, years and years? Yeah, yeah. And, and I remember you. Yeah, and I remember that. I remember seeing an interview with you saying, "Yeah, well, you know, I I know him pretty well, and I'm sure, you know, I'll be the first to know when that is actually going to happen." Yeah. Um, was and and was, but was it a kind of was it like constantly? It was always just round the corner, or kind of. Kind of like um, when we first like when I got the initial call to work with Devin, he had said this is going to be my last Strapping Young Lad record um, for Century Media or my last you know I I'm, I'm doing two that's it and you know he's like I'm not going to turn this into a band the only reason we don't call it Devin Townsend is because the label doesn't want like a solo act so we had to come up with some name for it so strapping and lad it is and um which it's a great name you yeah know? like fuck how cool and ab- abbreviates great as well yeah, you know sure. it's just like yeah this is cool yeah totally and so i knew before we even tracked city that he was not intending on doing this for for forever he's like yeah i want to i've got this you know aggro stuff i got to get out of my system and then i'm going to move on and just carry on with my devin townsend career he had just recorded Ocean Machine, the first Devin Townsend record, and um, I was kind of the one that, while we were recording City, I was like, you know, because Jed and Byron were both there and for the recording, and, and you know, I was like, wow, this is a great vibe, man. We got a great thing here. We should turn this into a band, and and you know, we just kept kind of leaning on Devin towards that, and he acquiesced and all of a sudden we had a, a tour of, of I think it was a tour of Germany or something with the full of hate festivals and Devin gave it as much of a go as he could and then before the end of the year that's when you know he kind of snapped and, and you know he got committed into an asylum which I don't think he needed that you know it just he was fine but you know, his family committed him for a while, and me and Byron went and visited him at the at the at the Looney Bin, and, and, and you know, Devin was never crazy. He was just you know hyper, I guess. You know, and then they put him on the happy pills, and that just seemed to kind of change everything. You know, like Gone was the manic Dev. It was just kind of like even keel, and the music started becoming even keel. But you know, he didn't want to do strapping anymore. Fair enough. Um, we would still go out and play strapping stuff live under the Devin Townsend moniker, but um, you know, I really dug strapping. You know, that was my—that's still my favorite metal band, whether I was ever in strapping or not. That was still wow, really? my favorite metal band. Yeah, totally. Um, and um, so he tried to do it again when we put out the the Chicken Feather record, you know, the self-titled thing, and then Alien and New Black, but. We got an extra five years out of Deb, you know, that yeah. I wasn't expecting. So I was appreciative of it, you know. It it it, it wasn't easy to take when he's like, dude, this is it. I'm not, you know, because he just hated strapping so much, you know. I could see it's like, hey, man, I just want to go and, you know, I'm not feeling this, which, you know, he said that, you know. Just, if you have to knock, I'm <laughs> <laughs> along here. Yeah. Um, I'm sure these lights are uh, probably starting to. All <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Start doing the uh, yeah. start doing the blind. We're just pulling the blinds up, folks, so um, people can't see the uh, the famous 
Can you see who this is? Uh, no, I can't. It's not a freeway. Oh, just ask it! We can hear you. We're doing an interview. Interview. Here, We're just doing an interview at the moment. Why don't you pause this? Yeah, okay. Right, anyway, so... <laughs> yeah, so guys, um, I'll probably edit this bit out, but... Um, yeah, this is all um, very interesting, actually. Gives me a chance to uh, breathe through the... Uh, Death to all tour itinerary, um, which is huge. Wow, it goes on for some time. Thank you. But well, at least you got to. Um, at least you got to. Um, uh, you got you got main stage festivals played and stuff like that under sure. your belt with um, with strapping as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, a lot of that. And since then, so, um, I you know, I loved strapping, and I, I just, it was just you know a real cool band of bros. Like I'm bros with Jed, bros with Byron, you know, still bros with Dev. Um, but that's always the toughest question to answer. Like, hey, will there ever be another strapping? It's like, you know, why don't you ask Dev? Yeah, you know, no, I, 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 I don't wouldn't think he's presume. Ever gonna be. Yeah, I wouldn't presume because there is no answer, is there? I mean, yeah. He's the he's in a place where he wants to be, which is awesome. You know, yeah, he's he's stoked to be there. So, and good for him. Fuck, you know, selling out Royal Albert Hall. That's amazing. Yeah, know, good absolutely. For, good for Dev. Totally. And it's and it's kind of like a it's almost like a sort of multimedia experience now. When you when when you see him, it's it really is kind of like his own personal identity. Just cool. you know, branded across the stage. It's quite clearly sure. just a, a, an absolute total pure vision wow nice you know very cool yeah very and um uh, you know and, and hopefully that's how the new dark angel album's gonna be as well <laughs> this is this nice pure brand new vision how long have you been working on it um writing for the last you know god jesus eight months or something like that um on our own jim and i have only gotten together like a couple of times but you know i got plenty of riffs he's got plenty of riffs I've just been stuck busy doing all tons of this stuff, you know, like my period in November was supposed to be uh, getting together with Jim a lot, you know, like I live in San Diego and he lives in, in Lakewood, California, which is a suburb of Los Angeles, so he's about two hours away from me, and I was going to be spending this last November going up to his place, you know, a couple times a week and working out on, working out riffs and, and ideas and stuff but then um death had sean reinert on drums and he got sick he had to get sent home so i got the phone call saying hey can you be out here essentially tomorrow um so okay there goes all my dark angel writing time and working on the testament record as well um so it's been a little busy since i got home from that you know christmas and the nam show and then all that stuff so um We've got got some tunes written and they're kick ass. I'm stoked. I'm stoked on the Dark Angel stuff. It's gonna be awesome. Like we're just gonna try it. You know, we're we're gonna try to destroy everybody. You know, try to, or or at least destroy our other output. You know, like yeah. just just 
yeah because that, that's the that's that we can yeah yeah because that's that that's the that's the high watermark isn't it is is it's the last album it's, sure it's, this is the follow-up to time does not heal that you never got to make sure yeah would you um I, and it's just something that I, I, I'm never sure of. Will you? Would you incorporate blast beats in Dark Angel? That's a question that we've had to ask ourselves. You know, like yeah. because yeah, you know they are so fun. They are so awesome. And Jim has written a couple of tiny pieces. Like he's like, I love blast beats, and we helped design them through our speed back in the day. Like, guys from Napalm Death are going, yeah, we were just trying to play what you play. You know, guys from Mayhem were saying that uh, you know, the whole English, I mean, I'm sorry, the whole Norwegian black metal scene was because of the song Burning of Sodom. You know, everybody wanted to play, try to play that fast. And we, we actually did double time on all that, but to a lot of people it just sounds like a blast beat. You yeah. know, like a slower blast beat. But we were part of the aggressive uh, you know well I don't want to say innovation of it but we were part of the, the inception of the idea um, but yeah I'd, I'd love to but I the one thing we are going to try to do is encapsulate as much of ourselves as possible and um, well that's a good question you know Jim's got a couple of parts that bring a blast beat to mind and he's like we should you know, we don't have to beat it to death, but, you know, just because we are an 80s thrash band doesn't mean that we can't, you know, update to some degree, and so the way I figure is we will update in certain degrees, and we won't in others, Yeah. you know, like, like I don't think you're going to see some, like, heavily processed, gridded, today's production on yeah. it, you know, I, I like it to be God, as no. organic and, and, um, performance captured yeah uh, situation as possible rather than just have it sound like some sterile video know, game soundtrack yeah yeah you know we, we don't want to do that like I'm, I'm not gonna pro tool the drums and, or have them gridded and we're not gonna loop guitar parts that you know okay you played that take great I'll just cut it and paste it into the next part and no we're gonna play it all so yeah you know that's and that's one thing that we're fortunate that you know we are from that era where it's like, hey, that's what we did in the day. Let's just do that again now. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we're gonna do the we're gonna we're gonna do this really original idea of the musicians are gonna go in, yeah. play the song, yeah. and someone's gonna record it, yeah. and then we're gonna mix it down, yeah. and it's gonna sound fucking great. Yeah, yeah. We're not gonna have lab guys, lab coat guys, and lab coats with uh, editing tools or anything, you know. Fully, so yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, I mean, we're, uh, we're, we're going to be doing some, some new stuff, and we've kind of done a demoed a few bits and pieces. And we've had that uh, that kind of blast beat, blast beat conversation. Yeah, we we can't, we're, we're not going to go that, that route. Sure, and it's interesting you hear saying, Well, you know, we you know, just because we're from then doesn't mean you know, we can we can update if we yeah. want. And, and that kind of that's just I don't know, there's just something there that for me is kind of no, I just can't, Fair enough. Yeah. can't do it. Yeah. Um, but I, I've I've done some I've done some guest vocals for a couple of bands in the studio and then had and 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 they've been um, when I've listened back and they in the studio fine and then and then I hear it on the album that comes out mm -hmm. and it doesn't to me sure it doesn't sound like me to me it's kind of like that's not the take I did wow okay. that's that's been 
it's been shifted it's oh, been okay. corrected it's been and it's just kind of like now you know what I'd rather have people slagging off my vocals again yeah. than people going wow he's he's fucking great he's really improved yeah, when sure. it's the technology that's Absolutely. improved not me yeah sure um sure. and I, I just think it's yeah it's really refreshing to hear, hear you say that because i think there is there's a there's a big chasm that a lot of bands disappearing into and there's a lot of production that's coming out that's the same and and it, it's 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 really sad there's yeah. a, there's there's a there's a loss of identity like i like for instance you have a band like say Exodus or somebody you know I personally do not want to hear a gridded Exodus I know that that's what happens these days and I, I know all that but like say I like a drummer like Tom Hunting you know from a drum standpoint he's got such a crazy odd glorious style that when you grid it you just lose a lot of the you know just the the, the, the feel the, yeah the humanity absolutely and it sounds great, and it's really tight, and it sounds, you know, just, everything's just so, but, you know, I, I, I prefer the, uh, that's, God, just Jesus, when I hear any band now that obviously has not pro-tooled their stuff to death, I, I'm going to listen to that band, you know, yeah. like, it's just, I, I appreciate it when a drummer is like, wow, that drummer's really sucking there, but yes, he's, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's awesome. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like, Don't fix me. I'll get better, you know. It's my first band, our first album. I'm 19 years old. I'll get better, you know. I, I appreciate that if somebody is that young that knows to do that, you know. Yeah, and also, I mean, I remember, you know, being in the studio and some of the some of the, some of the little, you know, the crazy things that happen in takes, that, especially with vocals where, do you know what? You're not in tune there, but you're also not out of tune. I don't know what the fuck it is you're doing there. Yeah, sure. But and you literally you all sit down and go, right? Do we keep it or not? Like, yeah. is that is that really? You know, we always used to say, well, well, we'll give you veto. You know, if I can, because I've got to live with it. Yeah. So if I said, so look, I can live with it, but if you guys can't, you know, and you've got to come to a consensus. Sure. Um, but yeah, the, the like the just the odd little bits and pieces that that, that can occur and it. Uh, straight away now, there's somebody sat there with a mouse going. Yeah, yeah sure. We just, just, just it's like it. it's done. Yeah. It's like no, no, take that back. Yeah. Undo, undo. Yeah, sure. Because that's that's character, that's personality. That's, Absolutely. You know, uh, and and you you want you want that feel. You want to hear people playing, you, yeah. uh, and you don't want to hear a, a a particular program's interpretation of what that person would sound like if they were perfect. Sure. Absolutely. So do you, uh, presumably, whichever project you're involved with, you have to just fit in with the philosophy of whatever yep. act you're with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, you know, there's, I'm fitting into whatever the band's philosophy is still means that I have to give the best human performance possible. And so, like, a band like Fear Factory, obviously, that's their trip. They're going to, you know, try to make it sound as machine-like and mechanical as possible. But I will play it as machine-like as possible to when they have to fix it. It's like, well, what the hell did we do? Not much, you know, we did that, you know. So I, I try to do the, I try to give as perfect a performance as possible and then if if that's your trip to grid it and pro tool it to death then that's what you do but i'm gonna make it so if you decide not to do that you've got a really cool organic live performance that 
you know, just sounds good. And hey, the, yes, there is a little mistake right there. You know, it's like a little double flub on the kick, but you kept it in. Good. You know, we used to have to back in the day. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, because people don't realize it. It's like if there was something like that, that's that's like that's not just a, a click of a mouse. That's a retake. Yeah, sure. The whole thing. Yeah. Especially yeah. with drums, it's like no, you can You can, everybody else gets to drop in. Yeah, but not, not drummers. Drummer. Yeah, you know, so yeah. Like, we learned how to just you know start to finish. Got to play it perfect, you know. And that's where red light fever comes from. You know, like when the red lights on, sometimes drummers panic and choke and all that. And it took I I did you know back in the day it would be like all of a sudden I would play real safe and it took me a while to get out of that whole mindset of just because the record button's on. Um, yeah, and maybe it is now. Like, hey, I, I don't know what this band's gonna do with my drums once I'm done, but I don't care. You know, yeah. just just play the part. And if there's a mistake, it's up to them to fix it. If they want to fix it, that's their trip. If they want to keep it in there, that's cool too. You know? Yeah, I know. I heard a band recently, and I I, I I heard it, and I was like, wow, that's so refreshing. Because mm. you know what? It sounded like it could go wrong. Yeah, any awesome. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you know, sure, it, sure. It sounded like it could all. It, it, you know, and there was some songs like "Fuck Me." This is like a race to the end. Yeah, you know, what yeah, I mean? sure. it's like everyone's going. I'm going to get there before you. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you know? uh, but it was so refreshing to hear that. That's great. You know, uh, it, it it it's kind of like a, there's almost like like that that air of not not danger, but uh, chaos. Sure. You know, where it's just like, wow, you know, this if these guys hold this together. I'll be really impressed. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, yeah, very cool. Very sure. cool. Cool. But it's um, it's interesting that that you, you know with, with, that you you don't want a Pro Tool Dark Angel. You're going to keep it mm. old school and keep yeah. it. That's that is so cool. I mean, we might lose a lot of the young fans that are just like you know, because there's a lot of people out there that are just like, if this doesn't sound like like you know, sonically like Trivium or whoever the the the, the new bands are that that people listen to. Um, I'm not going to listen to it. If it sounds like a, you know, an actual human being playing something, then, you know, I got no time for it. I want all my stuff perfect and sterile and, you know, every hit is pristine and everything is just sonically leveled off at a real high level. You know, we might lose some listeners, but, you know, they can go fuck themselves anyway. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I don't want you as a listener then. So. The, but ha I, I completely agree. I've got a young cousin who's... Um, who, who uh, he, he's like he, he kind of like kill switch engage was mm -hmm. was his thing that really got him into metal mm -hmm. but he's the good thing the good thing about metal that I don't think you get in, in any other genre is that fans um, are curators of the genre mm, and, and and they will go back and they will go out and they will search out sure influences yeah. and they've heard that this album's great and they, and they'll go and do that work cool. they'll go and you know and they'll dig around and and he he um I, I was talking to him and he was saying he, he'd gone back to old school production and things like that and listened to it and nice. he was like he, he understands where it all comes from and and like he couldn't believe how some of it was like so huge you know sure. and stuff like that. i mean i was listening um I had my I had my phone on shuffle um, a while back, and it was I was I was shuffling Slayer tunes, mm -hmm. and there was a play and there was a song from Well Painted Blood, mm -hmm. and then it went into Behind the Crooked Cross, and I I was 
I was walking down the street, mouth open. Mm-hmm. It's like behind the crooked cross sounded fucking huge. Oh. It just sounded like to to these ears, sure. it sounded incredible. Awesome. Back to back with an album that was at the time probably two years old. Yeah, sure. I was just thinking, is it me? Is it have we gone backwards yeah. sonically? Yeah, are we, sure. You know, are we really just reversing the truck? Yeah, it it it, it, it just sounded so poor compared to it sure but then playing it to somebody new school and they're like ah that sounds awful man yeah yeah sure you know that 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 sound that that's the sound you want it's like wow but but having said that these are generations and generations who've grown up on compressed sound yeah absolutely so um you know we what you're going to do is what they you know is what they've grown up on and I understand that I remember being a kid and going like yeah it's the you know what's now is what I'm interested in and yeah, yes that might be how it used to be done but you know Absolutely. This, is, this is me now um, but um, uh, look it, it, it's um, I can't believe it's been as long as it has since, Indeed, uh, since we got to sit down on a tour bus and have, a, and have a fucking chat yeah it's great it's insane awesome and I remember uh, one thing I wanted to mention to you was who won the war oh uh, yeah I think about that all the time because <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, for, just for listeners Gene and I used to have um, constant debates about who won the war because I, I used to say yeah, well obviously we won the war uh, and you said that you know well it's taught in America that you know we won the war yeah you know I was like we had this it was an ongoing yeah, debate absolutely. wasn't it, it was yeah a, and uh, your, your, your argument was like you guys showed up so late <laughs> you know like well, it took you guys long enough to get there you guys don't get any credit in this Essentially, it was like, yeah, well, good point, point taken. But yeah, but the, but if we we uh, we carried it on, didn't we? We carried it on on sure. on albums. Cause our, cause <laughs> That's on, right. Because yeah, yeah. Because in the in the thanks list, yeah. in, the, in obnoxious, I put thanks to you. Yeah. Brackets. Who won the war? Yeah. And I think the live live scars. Okay. Live scars. That's and right. it says thanks H. I said brain brackets. We did. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I I thought only the other day. Um, the European Union have come out, and there's some kind of. They're, they're, they're basically they are. Um, they're, they're making some sort of decree, and and that the uh, the the Second World War is going to be renamed the um, uh, uh, European conflict. Wow! So, so you're out. Wow! <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, out, you're, you're you're absolutely you're, you're you're out of the running. Yeah, you're getting forgotten get a, about completely. Get a credit. Made you one out of um, rubber coasters. Oh, that, that's great! That oh, I remember didn't. that. I remember, remember that. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's just made it with yeah, gaffer tape. tape. Yeah, tape, yeah. You t- tape two rubber coasters together. And, yeah, yeah and you were standing there going like, "Stilly, this is better than my, this yeah. is better than my fucking practice pad. Yeah, that's <laughs> this fun. Is, this is great. God, I forgot about that forever. That's awesome. Yeah. Remember Stilly's egg sandwiches you would make on the bus? Fried egg sandwiches on the bus because we had a stove on the bus like a actual oven and stove and all that shit I was just telling my, my girl about Stilly's uh, egg sandwiches that he would make St- Stilly's cuisine yeah yeah it's, it's, it's fucking insane that's awesome uh, yeah he's still I mean he's still in the uh, yeah 
still in the industry, still doing it. Yeah, that's um, great. I was working with um, Stereophonics, does a lot with um, yeah. Billy Talent. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, does a lot with them. Uh, and yeah, if, if Bullet are ever in town, oh, um, Kev's, with, um, Kev's okay. with them a lot. Excellent. And, uh, and I'm just out standing up. Strictly, in, heard, the, strictly yeah. in the UK. Okay. Um, but um, but yeah, it's 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 fun. You know, I've been doing it fifteen years now. Excellent. Um, so great. it's um, it's kind of weird getting the get being back in the band environment. Yeah, sure. Because um, um, it's a tenuous kind of a slightly like yourself, I, 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 where where you're kind of like you're self-employed. You're going, sure. you know, you I, I don't I'm I'm just on my own. Yeah. So I've done yeah, 15, sure. 15 years of. I'm gonna. Do I want to play that gig? Yes, I do. Off I go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm just there and back, and there and back, and just That's constantly cool. doing, pleasing myself, and you know. And then all of a sudden, when you get back to get back into that, um, that space of being in a band where you are a voice, mm-hmm. and you're having to incorporate other people's opinions. Yeah, and sure. It's um, yeah, it, it, it's different. When you're being the lone wolf and running your whole show yourself, and then you got yeah, four other guys. That yeah, because like, hey, you're doing that between yeah. between bands, aren't you? Sure. Yeah, but you know, that's what you're doing. Hey, I gotta pause this for two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Take a whiz. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. You guys call it have a slash. That's it. Have a slash. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so Gene's just going for the loo. Um, so we're just uh, going to keep recording here for a while. Oh man, yeah. Do you know what? I, w- I, I wouldn't mind a beer. A beer on a tour bus. Yeah. That's kind of like. Do you drink them normal, like just yeah. room temp? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> hey, well, you you you, you have forgotten, haven't you? We're in England, Jim. Yeah. Remember when? <laughs> but but, but back back in the day, room temperature well, was I'm, the only option. I wasn't sure if civilization has worn off on you. <laughs> like, no, I'd actually like it cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we actually keep our beer in the fridge these days. Yeah. <laughs> actually, That's really kind, thank you. Yeah, no worries. Can you give me just another couple of minutes? Yeah, of course. Um, I'm going to step right outside the bus and have a smoke, but uh, you're welcome to join me. Cool, man. A, a little, a little chilly. Um, oh dear, we've just had a, a beer and a fag break outside, folks. Um, and did and had all the really good, interesting chat that we uh, that we can't record. Did James just tell me all the stories that won't be making it onto the podcast? Yeah, no, can't. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's really not worth it. <laughs> That's the, it is the good stuff. Though. It is the real good stuff. Well, hey, it put us here right here today. So, yeah, go. exactly. I mean, you know, it's it's a hell of a legacy when you think of it as well. Sure. All this time later, mm. that. You know, it's 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 
it's freaky. I can't think of anything. <laughs> I can't, I, you know, I can't think of anything like this. Um, there probably is, you know, in other genres, sure. certain, but I can't think of anything that has ever been in metal like this. I, I, I agree. You know, like when you lose the front man, and especially one as important and vital as Chuck was. Hey, it's all over. us front men are important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's got the blessing of the family and they're they're into it and you know they they I'm, I'm, i'd imagine they make a decent cut off of this which is good um you know if we're gonna go out and do this they should you know yeah they should they gave us their blessing so so that's cool so yeah we're happy to be here and, and doing this and we're having a blast we have a good time doing this we we enjoy playing the music and that's the thing and we're all good bros you know Stevie D and myself, Bobby and all of us, we're all we're all really good friends. So um, it's like you get to be with your bros, playing music you like playing, and you really enjoy it. So it's a win-win, really. You know, the, yeah. the unfortunate occurrence of Chuck not being here um, that doesn't dissuade us from going out and playing his music. So. Yeah, and the beauty of it is that he he enabled that. Sure, mm-hmm. and what a legacy. Yeah, you know that that the people that he brought together get to go out and do this, and yeah. also that you know it brings it brings like the fans, for sure. want of a better expression, together as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I also think with the with with the way metal is um, uh, fractured, which I think is a great word, copyright mm-hmm. Sam Dunn when it comes to when it comes to fucking talking about metal genres. Yeah. Sure. Um, the the way it's fractured. It, um, so much of it comes back to you can trace back to to Chuck sure um, and and in no small way you know Dark Angel and yourself as well you were saying earlier about you know the burning of Sodom sure um, but for it to it, it, so 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 you you do get you'll get people turning up here who weren't even alive when absolutely. Chuck was putting records out absolutely yeah and that's that's the surprising thing you know that um having a bunch of young dudes out here and yeah they're obviously young but they're covered in their patches and they're they're metal as fuck and they're they're learning how to be metal and now they're coming out to see one of the the old guard i suppose but uh you know yeah there's there's a shit ton of young dudes and was your dad into this or something no man just it's this is the best music around so that's why i'm into it fair enough that's cool i mean there were a lot of there's a lot of Led Zeppelin fans that are 20 <laughs> years old now, yeah. you know, and they're stoked to be Led Zeppelin fans or Pink Floyd or somebody, you know, and that's your dad's music, but no, it's not. It's my music, so. Yeah. Well, the, the, well, the thing is, as well, is there, there, there's so much metal out there. Yeah. I mean, you know, we back in the day when we, we were kind of, you know, thrash was, well, that was it. I mean yeah. that was the you know there, sure. there was there was there was like there was hair metal which was our yeah. who are our sworn enemies yeah absolutely you know and then there was thrash and then there was the old trad stuff that was just plodding along like it always had yeah, like sure. your priests and your sabbats and yeah. sabbaths and everything else where whereas I felt like we were all we were all these like adventurers yeah, you know I agree on on the quest sure. to to make the next thing to yeah. take metal into the future absolutely. Which was, of course, again, you know, all piss and vinegar as a youngster, and three, yeah. three, four, three, four years later, you know, you've got, you've got no band, no label, and everyone's going thrash. Now nah, it's old hat. Yeah, sure, sure. 
Sure, absolutely. But but um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was just it was just it was. You look now and you just think, well, there's 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 a there's a core for every letter of the alphabet. Yeah, sure. You know, there's um, I, I might add that obviously Aston Rain's Apple Core is still yeah. the um is still the one. But it is. It's just it's it's fractured off into so many different genres. Sure. Um, but it's only made it stronger, you know. And I think it's given it. I think it's given it even more longevity. Indeed. Um, some in some cases not great because there's also there's also kind of like that 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 kind of top end big selling obviously commercial kind of metal as well mm -hmm. which th that's always th there's always been that hasn't there there's always been kind of like around the edges sure. somebody who was always prepared to you know suck the record company's dick and sure. just do whatever they have to, to to sell records sure um and that still exists now but to me there just seems to be a little bit of a crossover into kind of i don't know maybe even more pop and 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 kind of pop metal. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not necessarily calling out Black Veil, Black Veil Brides, or or Avenged Sevenfold, yeah, who sure. I'm incredibly disappointed in because ten years ago they were a cool band. Okay, yeah, you know, sure. I, I you know I went to see them um, in a couple of venues, of course, that no longer exist. Sure, um, uh, and they were really cool. Whereas yeah. the last album sounds like. You know, you know when you have that conversation in the rehearsal room when you're putting a song together, and someone goes, "We're at this," and everyone goes, "That's fucking great. That is awesome," but we can't do it. Yeah, because that sounds like a, and everyone goes, "Ah, oh, fuck, yeah, sure, shit," and it sounds like Avenged Sevenfold did the opposite. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like somebody went, "Wow, dude, yeah, do that." Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. but it sounds just like Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Let's do that then. Sure. And it's that it's that kind of like, but then the the industry has changed. I don't know where I'm going with this, by the way. But Fair I, but the industry is the industry's changed so much that the other part of me thinks, well, yeah, you know, if you want to have a platinum selling album in this, if that's what you're in it for, yeah, you know, if that's what you want to do, if that's what you're in it for, then you you, it's quite sad that that that. I, I, you know, I, I'm on some Avengers Sevenfold trip here, and I'm not trying to tear them down. Um, but they, you know, the album that gets them to number one, that, that, that sells a shit ton and has them selling out Wembley Arena and all the rest of it, it's quite sad that it's just it's just full of '80s and '90s references. Okay, yeah, sure. You know, it, it is essentially, you know, there's that this is our Guns N' Roses song, this is our Metallica tribute song, sure. and, this is, and it's 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 essentially it's just quite sad because there's a there's a a shocking lack of originality sure um, from a band that I you know saw originally who you know were, were kind of trying to do something different they came sure. out of a hardcore background yeah you know um, but fuck it absolutely no idea where I was going with that Gene fair enough it's uh, a good tangent though <laughs> well thank you very much because <laughs> I, I pride myself on my tangents okay, I've, uh, I've and and and, um, and my listeners of which there's more than two I promise cool um I've got used to it as well. I nice. mean, it's, you know, they they enable my. Um, uh, as I've often said, my my podcast would essentially just be me 
shouting at the air in my in, yeah. in my in my house yeah, sure. if it wasn't for these guys who like actually listen and download and whatever which That's is cool. which is really cool Excellent. and i get to just mouth off every month about you know what i think about metal nice um what do you do not that you ever have any downtime um what do you do this is it like this this is it it's all music all the time like at <laughs> home when i'm off tour I'm in the studio with my fiance you know because we've got a project together and we just recorded for the first time last week like two days before I came out here we were tracking our, our first like just demo or whatever oh, that's awesome congratulations thanks and um, so that's what I do when I'm at home and that's she's my best friend she's awesome we, we have a blast together and we're also in a band together and, and we also you know that's our songs are our children you yeah know? so you know, we don't we don't have kids nor the want for them and we can't even really have pets because she's a working musician too so you know she gets called out to go on the road every once in a while and so we can't even have pets so you know we <laughs> our, our our songs are our kids and you know we got we got some got some good good kids so. oh that's cool and uh, what kind of what kind of style is it uh, the coolest most extreme metal we can come up with you know, she's oh, full, right. she's full extreme, like she's from full death metal background, so and she's like full shredder, you know, everybody that ever sees her play is just like, You're fucking kidding me, you know, she's gorgeous and she plays guitar better than any dude I've seen. That's that's cool. He's got the best of both worlds there, Gene. <laughs> so yeah, she destroys on guitar. That's know. fucking insane. How yeah. did you get together? Uh we were both hired into the same band actually, a band called Meldrum and um Michelle Meldrum and myself were we were bandmates when we were teenagers. She was my first guitarist, and so she was also in that band. Remember that band, Phantom Blue? Um, no, I they were it. they were a uh, they were a shrapnel band, all female shred band, you right? Know? And they were the they were on Shrapnel Records, which you know hosted all the shred guys like you know uh, Tony McAlpine and Richie yeah. Cotts and all the all the shredders from back in the day. Um, as a matter of fact, I remember when we were, when Brett and I were, you know, they got us a hotel the night after we saw Gons that day. I remember going to the hotel and there was, you know, like MTV Europe doing an interview with, with Phantom Blue. I thought that was pretty fun. And so years later, Michelle had broken up Phantom Blue and she had her own band Meldrum together. And she was based out of Sweden now because she was California when, when we met. Um, she had married John Norum from Europe. From Europe, yeah. And the band, not the whole yeah. fucking continent. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and you know, they 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 had a they had a little boy together, and as we were recording the new Meldrum album, I had just completed the uh, the drum tracks. Um, well, Lara my fiance she was brought in to be our bassist she was a guitarist but she was brought in to be our bassist right after I tracked my drums you know the, the guitars were going to start the next week Michelle passed away and Shit. so uh, we I decided to finish the record so um, you know I contacted Lara and said hey would you mind playing guitar on this thing she's like yeah I'll, I'll, I'll learn all the songs on guitar and so we went up to Vancouver Canada that's where I was living at the time to to track it and so you know we just spent a whole lot of time together and you know we were 
were just bandmates for a while, but then you know, just over the course of time, we just ended up getting together. And then when it was when it became apparent that Meldrum couldn't really carry on, it's like that would be a situation like this, you know, where the singer is gone. But you know, we were trying to get signed, but everybody's like, well, if you're the namesake of your band is not with us anymore. How how much of a band can you really have? It's like, well, fair enough. So we decided to just branch off and just write extreme next level metal. You know, it's it's kick ass stuff. So you know, hopefully we'll get some kind of product out before you know. Hopefully the end of the year or something. You know, we'll see how that goes. But we've got the the basics done for for a demo now. So that's really cool. I mean, yeah. would you would you would you tour it? Would you go oh, out, go out together? Absolutely. Yeah, that's why we're doing it. You know, so right. we hang out. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit the road and hang out. And she she gets paid for it too, right? You know, because she comes out on the road with me all the time. But she's like. Fuck this, man! I'm gonna come out when I'm doing this, you know. Like, so, so that's cool. Yeah, that's brilliant. How long have you been together? Then? Six years. All right, cool. Yeah, that's her. Wow. Wow. You're punching above your weight, there, fella. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. Cool. Well, cool. Yeah, she's great, man. She's awesome, man. She's she's. Like everybody from the band knows her, and every everybody from all my bands know her, and and like all my bands love her as much as I do. You know, like everybody is just like, "Fuck, is Laura coming on this tour?" It's like, "Yeah, she'll be out here for a couple of days." Yes. So everybody's really stoked when they meet her. She's really positive. She's a really positive person. Cool. Oh, uh, just tap that button next to the door. That one that. Door. Door. Yeah, and then you just I'll tap. see you guys probably after the show. Are, oh. you, guys, are you guys? See you later. No, no we're, we're not an item, no. Okay. <laughs> so. okay punch that button again on your way out, please. I'll do it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's awesome. I'm really happy for you because yeah, cause the thing is, it, it, being on the road as much as you are, it's like, it, you know. How the fuck do you meet someone? Sure, sure. Well, that's how you meet them. Yeah. They're in a band, of course. Yeah. And, Silly know, me. You, could, you know, a lot of times your your girl back home works in a bank or works at a school or something, and you know, going on the road with you is never going to be an option. And this one is absolutely an, not an option. But uh, well, you could you could meet you could meet the coolest girl ever, but you are on the road so much sure. that a relationship would essentially be. Like, a lot of phone calls. Yeah, <laughs> phone bill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, wonderful. Oh, I've got this guy, and he's wonderfully he pays my phone bill. Yeah, because <laughs> um, he's never around. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that. That's, um, but that's uh, that's awesome. I'm really pleased for you. Thanks. Um, I know. Um, um, when we were in touch over over MySpace, you mm-hmm. um, you just lost your mum, I think. Yeah. And yeah. uh, was that that was would have been about yeah. seven eight years ago? That was. Six years ago, it was 2008. It was, uh, I remember, it was October 20th, 2008, and uh, we were in Vancouver, in Vancouver, recording the Meldrum album. So we lost Michelle and my mom within like six months. Michelle's like my best friend for 25 years, you know. Uh-huh. So uh, you know that and losing my mom, I was like, oh fucking hell, you know. And Lara was a big help getting me through both, you know. She was a huge help, so. So that's cool. Yeah, you need, really you need people around at a time like that. I mean, I know I, re- I remember I remember seeing I remember seeing it and I remember messaging you messaging you actually and because you, you 
sent me a message back because I I think I'd lost my father about a year before, mm-hmm. and I totally knew what you were going through. Sure. You know, and it's um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a hell of a thing to deal with. But I didn't realise, of course, you'd lost yeah, best friend at the like same six time. Months, you know, I was just you just got numb by the time my mom was gone. You know, I spent a lot of that summer just crying when, when Michelle passed. You know, she she died in May, and I had to go out on tour. I was in Australia when when it happened, and I was doing a clinic tour, and so you know, I'd be bawling my eyes out before I'd go on stage and go on stage and do ba- essentially a stand up. You know, yeah, like that. <laughs> Sat down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But my, my yeah. clinics are really entertaining and they are like stand up spoken word, you know, yeah. just comedy routine with some drums going on. And then <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can do my own room shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take my wife, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, you could you come on tour with me, you could be the most expensive fucking yeah. rim shot guy in history. Awesome. I'll take you on tour with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get paid shit, but hope shit, man. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. But I give my wages to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, I'd get off stage and just be bawling right as soon as I got off stage. That was really, that was really tough. And so you know, I spent a lot of that summer just in misery. And then you know, putting the album together and, and all that, and you know, hanging around Lara. She's a really positive person. She's really very up, very positive. You know, and and that's really cool. And you know, it's 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 genuine. You know, it's not like puts on a really positive front for the people and then is in misery. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's not her. So it's been a really great influence. You know, she's the reason I've lost all this weight and all that stuff. And you know, cause I've lost 160 pounds. I probably put 30 of it back on, but I'm back down to like I've lost about 130 pounds because of her. You know, she's super healthy, super. Healthy well, yeah, I, no, I was getting that. Now you bring it up. Um, okay. I because you know obviously I'm English and reserved and too polite to say um, you 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 look healthier now than when I was fucking touring with you yeah, sure. you know yeah, when you're in your like early twenties yeah. yeah I feel it too you know I feel great and I, I definitely do not buy into the age thing of you know everybody's got to get older and miserable no I'm I'm aging in reverse you know I'm getting better looking as I get older you know better feeling and my playing is way better so you know I I, I intend to be doing this. You know, playing brutal, heavy music and until I'm in my 70s or 80s out of choice, not because I have to go out and, you know, make make a living. You know, I want to be doing this because I want to. And, and what better way to prepare for your later years than start getting your shit in shape, you know. So. Well, like in, in comedy, we call it what you went through with your, um, what you went through with your clinics. In, uh, in comedy, we call it the, um, uh, the comedy doctor. No, okay. Comedy doctor turns up and and you know somehow you're able to get through the show no matter yeah, what sure. happens. Yeah. You're in fucking pieces beforehand. Mm-hmm. You're in pieces afterwards. But the comedy doctor makes sure you get through. Yeah. And then you have your comedy pension. Your comedy pension is you'll be performing until you die. Yeah. Yeah. Great. There you go. <laughs> you know, because I. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I completely agree. I. I'm. I'm absolutely exactly the same. Totally buy into that. There is. Um, mind you, you know, I. I I have no, no mortgage, no wife, no kids. Sure. So obviously, I feel quite young. Um, but there's, yeah, there, there, there isn't. I, I totally don't buy into this whole. Well, no, you know, now you, you reach a certain age. I, it's not a justification for anything. Yeah, I, I agree. I've, I've, I've worked with guys that are like, well, we, we, we can't rock like we used to when, when we were younger. And I'm like, bullshit. You know, now, now that we're all getting older, is more of a reason 
to lay your stamp down, you know? Show the young puppies that, you know, we, we are here and, and we know what we're doing and we'll do it better than any of you. You know, that's that's the way I feel anyway, so. Yeah, well, it's like, it's like just to translate it, it's like any job. Mm-hmm. And the longer you do a job, the better you get at it. Absolutely. And the more shit you've seen, and there ain't nothing that's going to surprise me, there's nothing that's going to happen tonight that hasn't, you know, that a, a situation hasn't is not going to arise that you haven't dealt with before. Sure. The, occasionally something will happen where you go, well, fuck me, that's, I can still be surprised. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> but, you've, you know, you, you've, if you've still got the passion, that's all that matters. Absolutely. And that comes across as well. And that's where I think a lot of these guys that have said, you know, can't rock like we're with kids. It's kind of, yes, you have lost your passion. You do want to be lazy and you don't want to, you know, put the effort in it takes to create your legacy or create your legend or maintain your legend. Um, you know, if you want to take that sort of... Uh, just way out, you know, and then just give up. Then, you know, I'm, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to, I'm going to. If I am at the top of any heap, I intend to stay here. You know, yeah. I, I will kick little puppies off <laughs> in the, the face, yeah. <laughs> the fucking throat. So, you know, I, yeah, I, if 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 I am at the top of any any sort of field, I'm gonna, I won't rest on my laurels. I'll, I'll keep doing things that challenge myself, set the bar high for myself, and, you know, yeah, I could have ten bands right now where all I do is play, like, ACDC beats, and, you know, oh, you get to relax, you know, on tour you're playing with Death and Testament and doing all this crazy stuff, and, and now you can come home and just be in a little combo, it's like, no, I'm going to come home and play even more insane stuff on the <laughs> stuff nobody's heard yet, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, at least you're, you know, you've got a little band with your wife. You yeah. can go and do some acoustic stuff, exactly. and you know, and go and play the country circuit. Exactly. Nope. No. <laughs> take over the metal. That's not the way the family Hoglan rocks. That's right. Yeah. Well, but it is. It's. 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 Um, <laughs> I, I'm just going to use a line from Taken. You have a unique set of skills. Oh yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and use them. yeah yeah. So Absolutely. so so use them. There's no point. Yeah, there's no point in having a having a Rolls Royce and keeping it in a garage. Sure. You know, you've got to get out on the road and you've got to do it. That's right. Um, speaking of which, um, how does how does tonight work out for you? You've got, you got have you sound checked yet? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We sound checked earlier. Um, now is usually my nap time because I'm I'm a serial napper before the show. You mean we sit here talking? We we sit here talking about oh that age thing. That's bullshit. But uh, it's nap time for Gene. Yeah, it's, that's always been. Like, always Actually, do you know what? I'm uh, I'm remembering that. I'm yeah. I think I remember that from. Um, Let's take a little nap before the show, and that keeps me from doing cocaine. You know, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. I need I need something as a lift. You know, usually I just take a little nap, and there's my, you know, there's my coke. Do a little, tiny little shot of Red Bull or something, and then I'm good to go. But it's you know I'm I'm not gonna nap tonight. Um, it just have I ruined your nap time? That's all right. No worries. Um, <laughs> oh, did you hear that podcast is right? Okay, just check that out. Okay, yeah. <laughs> this is this is exclusive time with G. I I, I didn't say no. <laughs> I just said don't worry about it. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> no, that's okay. I'll, 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 I'll try it without a nap. I, I might still be able to. If, oh, don't say this. If it's if, if it's not a good show tonight, I'm going to get the living shit kicked out of me. But that's just it. It's going to be a great show. Of course. Either way. So yeah. everyone know. is a great show. Yeah. Um, do you still um do you still wear um ankle weights? Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, oh. I just, I had to pull them out of my bag before I came on this one. I'm not wearing them on this tour just because my bag was already like well overweight and that would have added an extra eight pounds with two weights so yeah i just pulled those out and was like oh, okay just go the tour without them you know use the first couple of songs as your warm-up i didn't even warm up that much you know it's like it's been, like wait this tour i haven't warmed up at all before the show like i've gotten like three minutes to warm up before every single show that we played we've only played three but so i've warmed up for a total of nine minutes on this entire tour pretty much because it's like by the time I get in, you know, take a pre-show dump and <laughs> that's, you know. that's your warm-up right there. Yeah, right there, yeah, yeah that's exactly. That's helpful. Yeah, yeah. Every band does it. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I just don't have much time to warm up, and that's okay. But yeah, I thought I, I thought of you. Those. I thought of you the other day. I had to buy. Um, I had to buy some ankle weights because yeah. um, I had a I had an ACL reconstruction on on oh, this terrible. knee. Yeah, on this knee about eighteen months ago. And I'm st and because they take part of the hamstring, um, it's just uh, it's fine. And I'm worked on Maria, but you just have to totally fucking overdo it to get your hamstring back to anything like wow. how it was. Because they take a fucking chunk of it. Sure. Know, it's now in my knee. Wow. Great. So um, so I so so basically during the day, um, a friend of mine said to me, "Look, just just wear an ankle weight." Yeah. Um, uh, Whenever you stood still, just do some exercises on your on your hamstring, you know, just pulling your you know your leg up with okay. weight on it, and just walk around with it everywhere. And I was like, oh, okay, that's really cool. So there I was, you know, going on eBay about like you know three or four weeks, and I was thinking, ankle weights. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know who this reminds me of. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so I remember you say, I think you just started wearing them, hadn't you? About a year before that. Yeah, totally. And they're, they're, you know, I still wear them to this day. So yeah, sure, we're not getting old. We're talking about nap time and. <laughs> Reconstructive surgery on me. <laughs> yeah, that's even that. Oh, I've had my knee yeah. operated on. Yeah. A couple of granddads, like when you call up your grandma, hey grandma, how you doing? Oh. Well, I'm not so good. And my ear, my hearing's shot, my eyesight, it's cold all the time. Like, grandma, that was really just kind of a rhetorical question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing, and you lose that because that's going to be you one day. Someone's going to say, how are you? And you are just going to reel off how you are. Oh, we, we see it. As, you know, that's one thing I see from being with dudes that are older, you know. It's like, you're not talking about the chicks you banged last night. You're talking about the fact you had to get up to pee seven times, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw um, a friend of mine was saying, he, he rings home and he's, he's like, rings home to speak to his mum and he's like, oh, hi, mum, how are you? And she goes, oh, hi. He says, um, and she goes, oh, do you, remember, do you remember Steve, David's lad? And he's like, oh, do you mean, you know, Steve, David's lad. You know, the one who had the, the paper round when you were at school, and he was he was in the football team. Uh, oh, I'm not sure. And then he, he went to work at the restaurant, and then and then he, um, he, 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 he remember, he, he got a job at the railways. Oh, yeah, 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 dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, hit by a bus. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, cheers. Thanks. He was jogging, taking care of his health, got hit by a train. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, um, uh, man, I... I could sit here all day. Um, it's Indeed, it, it's been um, it's been legendary. I think um, uh, it's probably just as well we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll cut this off. Um, Fair enough. Um, I'm well, you know, still have a chat, but I just you know I want to switch this thing off so we can have the proper conversation about real stuff. Yeah, that's right. Um, but um, Gene, uh, the, the podcast is called Talking Bollocks. Nice. Something that I've been able to do 
in from a young age. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. fluently, yeah, yeah. as you well know. You're good at that, man. I am. I am. Um, and I just want to say thank you very much. Cheers, thank Dave. you very much for talking bollocks and, and coming on the podcast. Excellent. Cool. My pleasure. So how do you like them apples, huh? Yeah, that was great fun. It's great to meet up with Gene again. Um, it, yeah, it was just really, really cool to see him. Um, and some of you may have noticed the difference in um, quality in the first half of the podcast where I was jabbering on and now. Well, the reason for that would be that um, a fuckhead here plugged in my mic but um, uh, because, like I said, the, the because the laptops had to be completely reset up, um, I plugged it in. But the um, software that I used to record this didn't select it. Didn't select the mic as my favourite because I haven't got that set up. Because it's a new, you know, yada yada yada. Just a fucking another example of uh, of my uh, shoddy professionalism. But um, I I did listen back and I thought, nah, that first half it sounds right. The quality's it's not as, it's not as good as with the mic. But um, hey, look, if I don't fucking edit interviews, I'm hardly going to go back and do that again. And besides, I this is only ever a one time thing. In case you ever think like I I sit around and do this in takes or or, or retakes or anything like that, I don't. I sit down. And that that shit you hear up front is one take from beginning to end on every single podcast you've heard. And that's how I do it. And some of you would say, well, fucking obviously it's atrocious. Um, But seriously, that that, that's just the way it rolls. So so apologies for the slight dropping quality at the beginning there. But, you know, there's no way that I was going to when it comes to quality of recording. I know you guys can hang in there. So, um, so anyway, yeah, um, there was some edits in the Gene interview purely because we had to, we went out, beer fags came back and then we got interrupted by that, 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 that girl as well, who she was actually turned out a mate of Steve Dorigo's who he hadn't seen for about 20 years. So, so they were upstairs talking, hadn't seen each other for 20 years. Me and Gene were downstairs talking, hadn't seen each other for 20 years. So yeah, it was, um, it was quite it was it was lovely it was wonderful um and yeah some really really uh, i mean some cool stuff there some genuinely cool stuff and 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 i hate to i hate to kind of like um uh sort of dangle in front of you stuff that that you that you're not going to hear um and 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 the stuff that we were talking about off the record as it were um and all i can say is look if you ever see me at a gig or you come to one of my shows or anything like that feel free to ask me as many questions as you like any of the and I, I'll, I'll give it all up no problem no problem at all um but uh yeah it's just yeah can't be done but there you go it was still really cool it was great to hang out with him um and um and gene was saying that like you know death clock is really his you know that that's the thing that he loves at the moment as well as much as anything because out in the states that's fucking huge it's like you know they've got mastodon supporting them you know it's just what really um so yeah he's he's really into that at the moment and um and hey who knows maybe there will be some dark angel acid rain shows um in in 2016 wouldn't that be fucking awesome don't know what i'd do that would be all christmases coming at once that really would um uh so anyway back to the world of metal because believe it or not i have still got shit to talk about um Oh right, yeah. Um, there's this. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, I, I might 
come I, I might get shit for this but there's um there's a group st- uh, there's a group on um on you uh, on the on, on the on you what the fuck am I talking about come on on Facebook and it's called bring nuclear assault back to the UK um and I was asked to to spread the word of this group via acid rain and I was like well no I'm not going to do that do you know why because they're coming they're coming back to the UK they're playing Northern Ireland doing a gig there and they're doing bloodstock and I know what this is about this is about fucking oh yeah but they're not playing my town they're not playing my back garden they're not playing my front room it's like look they're coming back to the UK will you fuck off with the get nuclear assault to come back to the UK there's lots of countries in the world they're doing one last ever world tour and some countries aren't going to get any gigs at all. So I tell you what, instead of moaning and bitching and whining on Facebook about how close you want nuclear assault to play to your fucking town, why don't you get some coins together and go and fucking see them? Because they're playing Bloodstock. There's a lot of bands on. You can get day tickets if you... Oh, I don't really like festivals. Well, fuck you then. Tough shit. You're not going to get to see them. But all, all these pathetic... Oh, do this. Oh, bring back that. I want this. I want that. I'm just getting a bit fucking tired of it. Um, by the way, if you want to form your... Um, I, th- there is actually a Bring Back Acid Rain one as well. And uh, And yes, I did tell them to fuck off many times. But it looks like playing the long game, they won. Um, uh, so, oh yeah, now this was this was interesting. This has happened. Um, speaking of Facebook, moving on, um, uh, because of the way Facebook is at the moment, their algorithm has slightly changed. So you've probably noticed you're getting like in your newsfeed, you know, any of your friends even fucking mention something or like something, and you get a notification about what they're doing, um, about what they've been liking. So anyway, what? What I ended up with was a very interesting um, status uh, on Facebook from Greg Hall. Um, he, formerly of Sacred Reich, and um, and I thought this was it was genuinely it was genuinely interesting, um, and I just thought I'd read you this. And this is uh, from Greg Hall. Um, he says, "I've been thinking a lot lately about who I am and what I've become. I used to be one of the best metal drummers out there." Now I drive people around for a living. It's hard letting go, but I think that's exactly what I'm doing. All good things must come to an end. And a little sad smiley face. Um, and I just thought, it, I, you know, I thought it was the kind of thing that you guys might want to hear. It's just, well, it's not what any of us want to hear. And uh, and friend of the show, Craig LeCicero, comments underneath saying, you will always be one of the best metal drummers around. No matter what you do and every other hour of your life, that's who you are, Greg. Never lose sight of that. Which is a typically cool thing for, for Craig to put because he's a lovely guy. Um, and yeah, it's just, you know, wow. It's amazing where, where people go, what they end up in. And, you know, if you're... If you're sat there doing whatever you're doing and, you know, you remember things you've done in the past and thought, God, I wish I could do those now. And I'm like, well, you know, it, it, this same goes for a lot of us. You know, a lot of us are all in the same boat. So, um, you know, whatever it is that you're good at or that you really want to do, fucking do it. Go out there. Do it. Don't like don't let anyone stop you. That's what fucking winds me up, up about all this fucking the voice and x factor and shit like that oh you know i'd um i'd die if i couldn't sing 
Really? And what's your job? I work in a shoe shop. Well, quite clearly, uh, not dead yet, but working in a shoe shop, you cunt. They're never, they're never out busking. They're never out fucking busting their asses, uh, paying their dues, playing shitty clubs, winning, um, winning karaoke competitions. No, none of these. No, 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 no. Not at all. Singing in the shower, that's it for them. Singing in the shower and fucking dreaming. I'll tell you the three things that have had a major effect on British society, and I, I can't speak for other countries, but have led to a completely indolent, lazy fucking bunch of fucking teenagers. I sound so old, and, and if you are a teenager, my apologies for this. Really, I do apologise. But the things that have, have, have created this generation of people who are just total entitlement and think everything is fucking deserved and to, to them is we got the lottery... We've got X Factor, we've got Big Brother. The lottery, you can become a millionaire from doing fuck all. Big Brother, you can become famous from sitting around doing fuck all. And X Factor in the voice, you can have a music career by just having a really good audition. Yep, no need to put any hard work in, no need to do all the clubs or any of that. No, no, no. And basically, there they are, the three dreams. Rich, famous... All of it, and it can all be attained by doing fuck all. And that is, that, that's basically, you know, that's the problem with society today. <laughs> and that's why I have decided to run for cunt of London. That's right. Um, I, I, I did think about running as, as Keith Platt um, for mayor of London, but then Al Murray went and fucking, yeah, ruined it by having his own bloody party and wow would you that is amazing i have just had a text from kev from reanimator whilst talking to you guys wow hello kev if you're listening to this later that's fucking weird um uh so yeah anyway i just yeah jabbering on there don't it that uh, the usual tangent tangent fans everybody noticed yeah gene was there with the tangent he hung in there (laughs) so i do have them live in your face um Oh, good Lord. Right, okay. And I've got another text from Kev. <laughs> right. Anyway. Right. Um, so, yeah, just winding down now. Winding down now, kids. Um, I just wanted to say, wow. The last couple of months has seen the podcast audience grow massively. You guys are uh, are really spreading the love, sharing the love, telling everybody about this. Um, I'm absolutely... I'm blown away. I'm blown away. Can't say it. Can't say it. I mean, just blown away. Absolutely amazing. We are we are absolutely rocking. We are heading to bigger, greater figures all the time. Please subscribe. If you're on iTunes, we could do with some new reviews. The last review was like August. Um, so you know, if you're there, please give us a positive review. Only if you're passing. I don't expect anybody to, you know, open up your iTunes and go listening, looking for the podcast and give it a review. Or, ju- or just give it, you know, just give it five stars. That's great. Um, if you're thinking of giving it anything less than five stars, fuck off. Don't bother. Um, but, um, yeah, if if you're passing, if you happen to be in iTunes, you happen to type in, talk, type in Talking Bollocks, go for it. And, of course, please remember, when you're at a gig, let's have, you know, bollocks, bollocks back. Talking bollocks, fucking go for it. It's going to be awesome. I really want to be at a gig. I really want to be at a gig and that happen. Um, unless it's an acid rain gig, in which case you can shut up. Um, 
And, and of course, please get hold of your friends and your family's um, uh, devices. Open up the podcast app. Find Talking Bollocks. Subscribe. Put it back. Doing him a favour. Doing me a favour. And, uh, it, you know, that's cool. Thank you very much. Um, it is truly awesome the way that all you guys uh, continue to fucking support the podcast. It is amazing. It is brilliant. I am I'm doing this for me, but I'm doing it for you as well, guys, because I I know it is it is genuinely nice to know there's there is going to be a bunch of people listening um to these interviews and I come out of these interviews sometimes and I'm just fucking buzzing because I'm just thinking, I mean, on the tube on the way home, um uh I after you know, sat with Gene for a few hours. It was just Awesome, I was just thinking, I can't wait for these guys to fucking hear it. And here it is. So, um, so anybody, yeah, tell everybody, tell your mates, please do continue to be cool. I thank you very much. Um, uh, and, a, and a kind of final um, top tip would be um, uh, try and catch the, um, if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, um, or Tits and Dragons, as I like to call it, um, brum so if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, Tits and Dragons, um, you may want to go to the aforementioned iTunes. And bear in mind, please, everybody, I haven't called Apple cunts, yeah? Right? So, uh, you know, go to iTunes and you can download the um, uh, the mixtape that they've done for Game of Thrones. Um, and on there, there's a new Anthrax song, there's a new Mastodon song, there's a new Killswitch Engage song, there's a new Mushroom Head song. Um, and you can download those. You can download it free from iTunes. If you're in the US, and if you're in the UK, tough shit. So fuck you, Apple, you cunts. Even when they do something nice and something free, they still manage to be cunty about it. Yep, can't get it in the UK, you fucking bastards. Honestly, if Steve Jobs was alive, I'd kill him. Simple as that. Not fair, is it? It's not fucking fair. Anyway, look, I will look into that. There's bound, presumably, it is going to become available in the UK because you know what? Fucking Game of Thrones is fucking filmed over here and full of fucking UK fucking actors. So let's have some fucking free songs, fucking now, bastards. Um, right, so anyway, it's brilliant. Uh, it's been brilliant. It's lovely to talk to you all as usual. Um, Please keep telling me what you're rediscovering. As we talked about last time, that was pretty cool, hearing some of the, the bands you're rediscovering, the albums you're rediscovering, or just discovering. It's all good. Um, and I've got an exclusive track, an exclusive track at the end here. Um, uh, this is by a band called King Hitter. Um, and it's and it's the song King Hitter as well. Um, and basically, it's Carl Agel, who was the singer on um, Corrosion of Conformity's Blind and then went on to front Leadfoot. Um, so this is quite weird because we're going to end this episode with King Hitter, Carl, who used to be in COC, and next episode is going to be with Reed, who plays drums in COC. Yes, that's two drummers back to back. It's going to be Reed next month and it was Gene this month. So anyway, um, all that remains for me to say is thank you very much, guys. It's always a pleasure. It is never a chore. Um, look forward to seeing you around and about. Who knows, by this time next month, um, I might have actually completed the Acid Rain lineup. Fucking hell, that would be awesome. In fact, by this time next week, by this time in a few days. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you very much. Um, have, hope you've enjoyed the podcast. I never usually say that, but fuck it, why not? I'll just throw it in there. 
Thanks, as always, for downloading, for streaming, for subscribing. I'm not going to say tuning in because that fucking annoys me. Thanks for everything. Um, Hope you enjoyed it. Wonderful speech here. Please give it up for King Hitter and the song King Hitter. Now, I thought that was a half-decent intro, Um, uh, and and I suppose it was, but it was also um, completely devoid of detail. If you guys should actually like... Um, what you hear, you you need to know more about it. So, okay, um, its release date is Monday, April the 6th, so uh, well ahead of time there. Uh, There's five tracks, King Hitter, uh, Drone Again, Feel No Pain, Suicide, and The End. Um, and um, it's 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 a really really cool um, a really cool EP. I'm enjoying it. Um, it comes out on uh, Candlelight or Plastic Head, depending where you are, um, and that will be out on Monday, April the sixth. So there you go. Um, that was nearly fairly smooth, wasn't it? Here this time really is King Hitter and King Hitter. Secret ones, read them 